0: Don't make me over
1: people of the internet welcome to the brb afk podcast i am your humble producer boston joining us in the studio as always is the time being scott all right so sometimes when you win you really lose
2: and sometimes when you lose you really win and sometimes when you win or lose you actually tie and sometimes when you tie you actually win or lose remember that
1: i will never forget that nope (laughs) I already forgot it. <laughs> Which also welcome back, actual Scott. Thank you thank for you, being thank here. You. Yes.
2: I hate missing uh, it feels like I lose my soul when I don't get to do the podcast with you guys. So that's twice you've lost your soul this I year. I know. I can't there can't be a third. No.
1: <laughs> and as you've already heard, our illustrious host, Ryan Shipley.
2: Hey guys. Hey.
0: hey. Hey.
1: How you doing? Hey.
0: hey. I'm great i'm just excited
2: scott's back i can't contain my joy i'm excited about the rosie perez quote
1: it uh, was that rosie perez that
2: rosie perez from my white man can't jump <laughs> okay okay
1: that's yeah. why i didn't recognize
2: it
0: right Are you never seen white man can't jump
1: <laughs> no I've, I've never seen the whole thing you need to see it yeah speaking of a white man with a lot of tops also welcome to our studio today our uh, <laughs> humble guest michael king hello What's welcome on? back
3: michael you remembered my special skills list from my acting resume Mm that I do hot scotch.
0: (laughs) You are great. And now it makes sense why you started the show playing Celebrity Skin by Doja Cat.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Which is a really good cover.
1: I was surprised, too, that she did such a good cover of such an interesting song to begin with.
0: It's the only thing I really like about Courtney Love. Uh, This is true. Yeah, Yeah, there's not too much I like about her at all. There is a good question to start to show up. What do you oh, think no. is the best cover song of all time? Oh,
2: oh, oh, God! I um. I know my answer. Go ahead, Scott. It's "Hurt" by Johnny Cash. Oh
3: my God, that's a good one. That's mm. Solid, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It, that's ooh. I don't know of any anything better. Oh boy, that's, yeah, That's hard to top.
1: I'm gonna have to say. I will actually. Sadly, it's up the line with Cash. There, I'm gonna say my favorite. Cover that I've ever heard. Are you familiar with Puddle's Pity Party?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What
1: is that? He's the clown who
3: uh, the tragic
1: clown. Oh <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he he was, yeah. Was a clown with the golden voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who does? Who does? Yeah, cover. he was on America's
2: Got Talent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him. Yeah.
1: He did. It was. Well, I mean, it was a cover slash mashup. It was the lyrics of Pinball Wizard. Yeah. Oh. To Folsom Prison Blues. Oh. My brain just shut down. Wow. How well how well it worked together.
2: I remember seeing him on there, and I remember the first song he did was this fantastic, but I don't remember which one it was. Was was that the first one he did?
1: No,
0: he's, he may saw him, like, because he was actually a thing before he came on America. Oh, Channel. okay,
2: okay, I got you, I got you.
1: Yeah, he'd been on He's yeah. been on YouTube for a while. I don't think he did those covers. I remember him focusing on AGT. He focused much more on the ballads and, like, showing off how... Right. Like, just how powerful yeah. his voice was. Right, right.
0: Yeah, and, and that's one thing that always, like, the... Sh- ruins like when singers go on that show they don't think of the strategy of it is you want to if you're going to do songs that are already known you want to do songs that other people know
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. because that's
0: probably going to help you with your voting it it usually does yeah yeah also another one i really dug was pearl jam's cover of last kiss
1: Mm. Mm. the forbidden cover
0: is it a forbidden cover
1: allegedly it was never supposed to have been released this is is legends but it was okay. sent out to like someone who worked at that radio station, and okay. they got a hold of, it and they were like, "Screw it, let's play it." And so like it was never yeah. actually supposed to be released. It was supposed to be just like something they did for fun. And so I don't know if they ever actually. Then I think then they had to like go scrambling get the rights for it. It's weird
0: because you're so the song is basically about a kid that's going out on a date with like his first girlfriend. There's a car wreck. She dies in his arms, and they have a last kiss. It's a super sad song. If you ever listen to the original version of it, they play it like a happy tune.
1: Oh yeah, that was...
0: It's very weird. It's very odd. Michael, what's a great cover for you?
3: The one that popped in my mind is very old school. It's just definitely like, great song to begin with, but like the band took it to a whole different level, which was, in this is like just an old school one, but the um, Earth, Wind & Fire's cover of Got to Get You Into My Life by The Beatles.
4: Mm, oh, I okay. just
3: think is like taking a cool song, going like, and then we're gonna do this with it, where they have the right. the horns and the into my life, into my life. This sort of scat vocals, and then one other I'll mention that is really more of a personal choice because I'm an '80s nerd. There is a cover of <laughs> that I just think is wonderful. There's a uh, what's a dark metal, like a dark, um, uh, like a thrash metal cover of Land of Confusion by Genesis that just kills me. And I'm trying to look to see who did oh, it. The oh, Disturbed. Oh. Yeah. Disturbed that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is more, this is actually more the song than the original song. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely had like that. Yeah. It had a really nice vibe to it that I was not ready for.
4: Yeah.
0: That was almost as good as my version of corn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we call it maze.
0: <laughs> another one I really like, which is also a cover of a Beatles tune, was Joe Crocker's uh, With a Little Help from My Friend. For sure. Oh, yeah,
1: that's, that's another one of the ones I forget is a cover. Like, it's so yeah. I'm surprised no one said My Heart Will Go On. Right. Like oh. the Celine
0: Beyonce yeah. song
1: Yeah. It's a Dolly Parton song. That's a
0: Dolly
3: Parton song. Oh, song.
1: wow. Hold on, maybe sure. I will always love you. I will of- always love you. Yeah. That's okay. right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, damn, but Dolly Parton's making a lot of money on this side. <laughs> yeah, no joke. You know, OPP originally, Dolly Parton. <laughs> Other people's Parton. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. And I kind of remember when they do like a cover song how much do they get for their version of it? And how much does they do the original artists get? For That's a good song? question. I have
2: no idea. Yeah. There's like licensing
3: fees versus recording tracks and needle drops. You know, it's like, yeah, there's different ways to get paid. Ringo doesn't get a dime that the earth <laughs> and the fire made, you know, got to get you in your life, but Lennon, neither does Harrison, but Lennon and McCartney do, you know, so it's not.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, if Lennon's still making money off it, Don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And there's sometimes where people will use like a cover to actually introduce their band. Cause I know like, I've only heard this. I've only know one song by them, but I think they got decent popularity out of it afterwards. alien ant farms version of smooth criminal. Mm. Oh, that's
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, smooth criminal definitely put them on the map. I had heard of them because I was a filthy punk, but uh-huh. definitely got them up on the charts.
0: Yeah.
3: And, and like, I always think of like, um, you know, there's this been this recent conversation about how like, oh, Bob Dylan sold his catalog for this many, you know, millions. And then I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are doing the same thing or something. And people are oh, kind of like, good. oh, but, you know, they're making this much versus Dylan is making this much. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, there's they're two different artists, it's a different situation. But anyway, Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. It's like um, I, eh, you know, under the bridge is there. Mm-hmm to me their greatest song but oh um, yeah yeah, yeah. right
2: but let's that's one of my favorite songs ever there
3: you go barring that it is kind of funny that the next song that i think of is higher ground which is a stevie wonder cover (laughs) you know what (laughs) i mean like to me it's like red hot chili peppers you know
0: see i've always been a big fan of the chili peppers say you've what You have, I've always have not have not been? Big fan. I've always been a big fan oh, of the Chili okay. Peppers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So much so that I don't even have to call them Red Hot Chili Peppers. We're you on that basis them, where I can just call them Chili Peppers. The, 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 there you yeah, go. You just call them, yeah, yeah the chilies. Yeah. The chilies. <laughs> the chilies. And they're from uh, California, right? Well, obviously they are because every Sunday they do, is about California. Yeah, I don't know. Right.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, but then again, a lot of people are from California, but they aren't actually from California. They're like, I was born in Nevada and then moved out to California and now I'm from California, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't. Heatus, I think, is actually from California.
3: I don't know much, as much about them as maybe you guys, but but like I think they were you know tied kind of into kind of tied into the skate punk ski scene
0: a little bit out here at the time
3: and, you know, yeah, and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Prior, yeah, pre pre me, I certainly was in Texas. So,
0: because I remember when I first saw the Chili Peppers this was probably like when I was seventh or eighth grade, and I just knew them because they would always have uh, always be running around wearing socks on their uh, socks over their dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was their whole gimmick. Yeah. Was like, I completely uh, forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, Devo would wear the little red hat things that looked like uh, Legos. Yeah. And the chili peppers would have uh, socks on their dick. Well, my, and I was thinking, this is the coolest thing ever.
3: Yeah. Like, well, my first girlfriend <laughs> in high school, she was like a couple years older than me, but she was like a, a a choir person, like like straight opera kind of like excellent singer. Like she was the number two soprano in the high school age group in Texas. Like she was the real deal. And just very prim and proper, and really, and very sweet and very earnest. And she was a big fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And this was like the <laughs> 80s. So this was like way ahead right, of the curve. Like, oh, man, and then okay. I was like, oh, my girlfriend likes this band. And I'm like, who are they? And she said, show me the album. And it was the one, I think it's sort of an Abbey Road riff on the cover. It's the four yep. of them crossing the street, but they've got the socks on their dicks and nothing else. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, really? This is your favorite band.
0: How do they not make Oak? their band "Socks on a Dick"? I don't Socks know. On your dick. Yeah. So best cover. So when you sleep at night, what do you do? Are you somebody that puts a blanket, a sheet? Or are you just like, what do you do for cover? <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's going into. This is what happens when you don't prep shit. I put a dick. I put a sock on my dick. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There yes, you you go. of course. Step one. <laughs> uh, you
3: know, cool I thing. I I discovered the magic of. The weighted blanket, a couple years. Oh my ago. god! Oh, it changed my life. Those. My wife hates them. Yeah. My daughter has and, one. She's indifferent, but I, I swear by it. So it's now. It's almost like I'm in a separate bed than my wife because I've got my weighted blanket that fits over me and.
2: Right. And
3: it's a it's yeah. it's a must. But she
2: but she hates it.
3: Well, she yeah she doesn't hate that I have it. She just she had I've yeah, got yeah, one for her as well. And she's it. like
2: yeah yeah. She feels she, hates it. she just <laughs> <doesn't> hurt, like, <laughs> arms fold it like yeah. yeah. i'll dare it. him? Yeah. I'll dare you wear this weighted
0: weight. Won't you marry that blanket? Yeah, she's, <laughs> exactly. She's
3: probably happy because I can't really easily escape from it in the middle of the night. You know. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> the, if you know what I'm so saying. So you and Boston both did ooze, and so did Scott about the weighted yes, blanket. Yes, I heard. What exactly is the weighted blanket?
1: It's a blanket that's heavy. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Like literally, I mean, I don't know if they're all made like this, but mine, mine is like, it's like a quilted uh, blanket situation. And the, the little channels of the quilt are literally filled with, um, I'm going to say they're glass beads or, or some sort of polystyrene, you know, some sort of, but they're like basically glass beads so that it's still squishy and pliable, but it's very heavy and you can get different weights depending on how big and how heavy you might be or what you're comfortable with. But I got the okay, max. It's supposed I'm to like, make
2: you sleep a lot better and easier too, right? Yeah.
3: You feel like you're, you feel like you're in a little cocoon. You feel like you're in the womb. You kind of Uh-oh. feel a little bit like, you know, you're secure and safe and no one can hurt you. And it's supposed to be good for anxiety, you know, and, and. Michael,
2: I want to get a weighted blanket and I want you to record. Sleep a book for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, it's funny when my so wife was. out in no time. When my wife was <laughs> pregnant. I, she, (laughs) she's uh, long story short, we were like, we still joke about it, but we were like trying all these things. How are we going to make the pregnancy easier for you? And blah, 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 blah. blah. And we investigated hypnobirth and we took these hypnobirth classes that just annoyed her. And (laughs) I was great. I was like, I'm going right. I will. Cause the, the husband does it with you, you know? But then I made her like this hypnobirth recording and I, (laughs) I took like, I took I got, um, I took the audio track from Brian Eno's. I think it's music for airports. The track, the track is one 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 slash one is the track because that's the time signature. Supposedly it's in, and so it's all this ethereal uh, Brian Eno music, and then me going like, "You are weightless. You are drifting." Yes, nice. this pregnancy will be a beautiful experience. You know, and, yeah. and I think I probably still have that recording somewhere, and and oh, she used amazing. it. She used it to her credit. Oh, is, so she actually yeah, used uh, I, I, Yeah, we would listen to it at night, and yeah, that's awesome. It was yeah. weird but for me. I'm like, I can't. For, on you? Yeah, well, I'm just like, all I'm doing is critiquing my performance. You know,
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what else is now? Could have done better right there. Yeah, right.
3: In fact, my wife just walked in the room, and she's tiptoeing around like it matters if you make noise. Yeah. It's a podcast, honey. They're they're a 21st century thing.
2: It just flipped me off. She can join us too. It's she okay. should join us.
3: We should do
0: a podcast doing hypno pregnancy stuff. Yes,
3: you should do a hypnothera- uh, hypno therapy uh, hypno podcast. That's gonna be our first I'm Patreon hypnobir- episode,
2: guys. Yes, I love it.
3: She's <laughs> withering because I just but told her. I told her about the hypno birth. Not-
2: do I? Yeah. Does that, that, I don't I have, have, to have to get
3: pregnant. pregnant. do all right. Did- You're gonna have to get pregnant. So oh on. damn it! I didn't tell that story. I just referred to it. I told about Oh the, wait, I told it she's upset. I told about the Brian Eno uh, uh, recording that I made for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. Sound anyway. right.
0: <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. So here's my question about weighted blankets. My only concern, does it get really hot cuz Ryan likes to sleep cool? No, it, they
2: actually it, have cool weighted blankets as well as ones that are I guess normal. They actually have cool weighted blankets that I've seen.
3: This is a revelation to me. I did not know this.
2: Yes. So how does it, so wait, does it, how does it stay cool? I have no idea. I just, I think it was on like one of those shark tank type shows. Uh, okay. I, I really have no clue. Hmm. Uh,
4: Man,
3: I was that's that's, shark not, tank, that's I would... not
2: the norm. That's not the norm though. The cool no. thing's not the norm. I don't know how the regular one works. Mark, I for mean, I I, that <laughs> Let's ask <laughs> a
3: resident professional on We Did right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I will say, I don't feel like I get that hot under there. We don't particularly keep our house super cold or anything at night. Although statistically you sleep better in a cold room but i I do think like maybe this is supposition maybe the result of the 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 weighted material being beads Mm. that actually have space between them and stuff and blah 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 maybe you get a little air circulation just naturally so it doesn't it's not like it's not like pouring concrete into a blanket it's (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean it's like little pockets (laughs) of beads that are causing the weight so but yeah, I can't say that I've ever, and you know, and there are certainly nights where it gets kicked off, and I'm just, you
2: know, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: free footing it. There. Well,
2: I I knew I was interested in one. I, I remember one night I was looking up some on, online, and there was just like fifty thousand different ones to choose from, and I got overwhelmed, so I, I never actually purchased one. Yeah, because so, <laughs> there were so many well, different I, ones to choose from. I
3: like feebly did research, you know, like yeah, yeah who yeah, makes yeah. the best weighted blanket?
2: Right. Which one did you go with? I ugh,
3: I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I could go back oh, okay. to my Amazon delivery. Uh, just,
2: <laughs> cause I got a brand for
3: me. <laughs> yes. And then, and then like, I knew my wife wasn't opposed to the idea, but she definitely wanted, um, you know, something that was like, wasn't tacky looking, you know, like something yeah, that's yeah,
2: yeah, going to yeah. fit
3: in with a decor. And then, you know, and then I got one for my daughter that was more of a, you know, cause it was a Christmas present. I guess it was two Christmases ago. And, okay. um, so for her, it's just like I'll just get one, and if she likes it, she likes it. If she doesn't, we right. give it away at a garage sale or something. But yes, with my wife, it was more. But she did not dig it, and I think I actually returned it. Like I think I actually was like, well, that didn't work out. But um, she, she tried it. Going, she tried it. You
0: know, when she's older, she'll probably like it and be like, Dad, I'm so sorry, I was so. Yeah, wrong. no,
3: Charlotte. My sorry, my daughter. My daughter is fine with it. In fact, she still may use it. I don't know. It's on her bed, but it was my wife who was like.
0: Now, I oh, think you're, so. Your wife's never going to call it. No, you know, no, your wife will. No, yeah, she's. I think when you get to a certain age, you're. But although, I guess that's not always true because this week I started doing something new that I've never done before. Oh, and here's the thing: I'm not a spring chicken. I'm a human. My name's Ryan. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hello, Ryan. I started this week being a pajama boy. Oh, footies. Oh, yes. I wear I wear <laughs> fleece pajamas now. Oh, okay. I used to just do like shorts, like whenever I'd walk around the house, like, you know, just being comfortable. But right. I have discovered this week, I, I had a pair of pajamas that I got for Christmas, like a few Christmases ago, that I just never opened. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to wear pajamas today. Everything okay. else was in the wash. Yeah. Sure. And I discovered pajamas are comfortable. I know. Well, I know Scott Scott wears pajamas because last at his last birthday party, he showed up at the Wallers, immediately changed into pajama (laughs)
2: Yeah, I did. I was like, I'm sitting here in the night. I'm getting comfortable. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Pajamas are super comfortable. So I know Scott is. Boston, Michael, are you team pajama? I can say that I've sort of become team...
3: Whatever I'm wearing, I crawl into Mm. bed with. Maybe I take my pants off. Like I'm just so. I mean, literally, I think two nights ago, I just fell asleep in my jeans. Like I didn't even.
0: Oh God, um, gross! I I know. Ah.
3: I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying
1: it happened.
2: You just, you just heard Ron's feelings. I think. Sorry.
1: No.
0: As soon as you're home, you should be taking off those. Oh,
1: you're one of those people. Not when you have a teenage girl. I am too. It's fine.
3: Yes, it's I, fine. Am. I used to be that way. I, I used to be that way. I used to be that way for sure. Walk in the door and you're literally yeah. kicking your pants off before the doors. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that is yeah. A, for sure.
2: I'm lucky to get my shoes off first. Yeah.
3: But I don't know. Now I'm just, I think it's COVID too. I think I've just become so, you know, the, after two years and stuff of just being, able to like, whatever, I'll fall asleep where I fall asleep. Right. Where, where, where. But usually, usually it's just, you know, undies, you know, boxers and a t-shirt. That's what I usually do, too. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I'm, about you, I am full, you full commando. I am... I used to be that, too, but then I got disgusted with my body. I mean...
2: <laughs> I'm like, nobody wants to
3: see that, even the, the sleep angels.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Mr. Usually, Sandman,
3: get the fuck out. I'm usually
2: pajamas, pants, but with no shirt. That's how I usually sleep. Okay. Yeah. No, you know, if I'm sleeping, <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> for sure.
3: I had it backwards, and I was like, See you're wearing a shirt and no pants. I was like, oh, Winnie the Pooh.
2: <laughs> That's great.
0: Now, Boston, when you're walking around the house though, after you get home from a hard day of work, you pajamas or No when I
1: when I get like, home, shorts? it is a uh it is a crapshoot. Depending on how I feel, I might switch into, I might <laughs> then you better take those pants off. <laughs> uh depending on how I feel, I might might have switch into sweatpants otherwise i may just go you know just drop just drop trousers and, and don't worry about it but also sometimes if i got a whole bunch okay. of stuff to do i gotta then make sure not to not to lose anything
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so sweatpants uh, over pajamas Yeah, it
1: depends if it, well which which i can reach first usually my sweatpants tend to be cleaner well clean more often
0: I honestly start, I'm, I honestly, I'm feeling like somebody that just discovered Jesus. <laughs> he's got to preach the word of Jesus to everyone. he uh-huh, needs. Uh-huh. That's how I feel right now with pajamas.
2: All right. And all it took was used to not have you have any clean clothes. Yeah.
0: I may feel
3: similarly about the cold weighted blanket that I've now discovered might exist. Oh, yeah. there how you did know. you not
0: see it when you were doing your research?
1: I don't think these existed two years ago.
2: They may not have that, that cold thing. might be new. Hmm.
1: I will go ahead and say, for the sake of full disclosure, while my wife loves them wholeheartedly, I actually, well, I like the idea, and I enjoy that, like, initial, like, warmth, they give me panic attacks.
3: <laughs> the, the, the
1: um uh, Oh, the weighted blankets yeah. Oh. yeah.
3: I think my wife may be somewhat in a similar situation as you, like... Is it
0: because you can't, like, it's so, you're weighted down and you feel like you can't move? Yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: Especially once I like gone to sleep, and it's like, oh no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because I I worry, like, what are you going to do if you're weighted down by blanket? That's going to kill your reflexes if somebody breaks in your house. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, Michael could have went I, I, a different way.
3: Oh a, oh, where's right. the segue? That's true. Yeah. Oh wait, but I, I have I have a follow I have a follow up on the uh, pajama yep, yep. So so what are they called? You guys might know your hipper. What what are the pajamas called that are like full body uni uni pajamas? that are like animals and, and they sometimes have hoods. I mean, what are they called? They have a word. They're from Kigurumi. Kigurumi. It, guys, I was, this is so, wow. I can't believe you brought this up. <laughs> no, because I was in a waiting room for a doctor the other day.
0: A waiting room? <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: I, uh, they had the TV on just with something on it and it was, Where the Wild Things Are, the movie version, which is kind of a really freaking delightful movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you know, had the boy Max, and he's wearing his wolf pajama outfit. And I was like, oh, my God, that is exactly the artwork that Maurice Sendak did in that book. And that book was as old as I am, if not older. and. Does that mean that was like totally ahead of its time? Like, did anybody? Because, <laughs> <'cause laughs> like, did any kid have pajamas? Like, because I, you know, as a kid was like, those are awesome.
0: I don't think so. Because think every so. time my only concept for what kids used to wear back in the olden days are Dennis the Menace strips. Right. And Dennis the Menace always had that weird butt. Thing, I think exactly
3: where I was going to the butt window. And uh, there was always <laughs> yeah. one button that was malfunctioning.
0: Yeah, and it's always like, that's a little weird. Uh-huh. Today, the conservatives would call them groomers. <laughs> <laughs> I also um,
3: don't feel like it's ultimately very hygienic. I just feel like the mechanics no, of that. Not. Yeah.
2: It, so so I, I, I just did a, a link in, in Zincaster. I found some cooling, number one rated cooling weighted blankets from Luxome.
3: Okay. Ooh. Oh, I see your link here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it says the bamboo used in Luxome's cooling weighted blankets naturally regulates your body's temperature so it cools you off if you're feeling warm. Perfect for the hot sleepers. So, mm. I don't know. Oh awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause like, okay. I may have to look in it, but my only worry is I suffer like the panic stuff. Right. And Boston said his wife does. Yeah. And so does Michael. So cool. I wonder or Boston does and Michael's wife does.
3: Yeah. Well it will it'll either it'll either exacerbate that or help it. Because like part of their pitch is like you feel like you're in the womb or whatever the hell, and it actually yeah. helps your anxiety. Yeah. But I, I, I can totally I don't see like how that.
0: It... their tagline is: "If you have a panic attack, you're a pussy." Yeah, I don't think that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feels
3: like uh, they don't know their they don't know their target audience. Uh, yeah.
2: Their target audience
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. It yeah. a little mean. Um, what are you going to say Boston?
1: To be honest, yeah, your mileage may vary because I yeah. have I have terrible claustrophobia, so oh, I'm going to have a vastly sure. different experience yeah, yeah, than yeah. most people. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, there's no way you would be able to do that then.
0: Yeah, I, I totally get that. I'll sometimes be in a room and start freaking out if I can't see the doors open.
3: And in some ways, in some ways, you know, in, in regard to my wife, like, she's just a different personality than me in some ways. And we, we it's almost an ongoing joke between us. Like, like, oh, meditate, meditation or hypn- hypnosis. Or I'm someone who could like, oh yeah, that could really help me relax, and I can do da and she just gets annoyed by stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's just like, just makes it <laughs> right, work. I get, yeah. Generally speaking, there are exceptions, and I might mention that later, but it doesn't yeah. surprise me necessarily that she was like, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> speaking of uh, where the wall things are, just one more second. Sure. Uh, so every year I go to this uh, convention in Atlanta called DragonCon. Yes. And uh, Never heard the, of it. Best, the best cosplayers I've ever seen go to this thing. So there's one year we're on our hotel balcony looking out and our balcony looked out over like the main place that everybody conjugated during the dragon con. And we heard this murmur go through the audience and everybody parts ways like the red Sea. Yeah. and coming down is people dressed as where the monsters from the, where the wall things are no. with a little kid <gasps> dressed as max Wow. doing the parade oh, through, the, the, yeah, the, 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 through the floor yeah. of the hotel and everybody parted. And everybody cheered as
2: they marched through. Wow! Very cool. That is great.
1: The first year I went, they had—I guess I think—Lord of the Rings was still a relevant movie, and uh, the Urukai were out in full force. And uh-huh. so, mm. a bunch of drunk orcs at 3 a.m. just like <laughs> chanting along the in, the in the in the main thoroughfare was 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 quite intimidating. And
0: when
3: aren't they drunk? Really? I mean, you know. mm Hmm.
0: One of my best ever Dragon Con moments. We were at a live rendition people were doing of the Buffy the Musical, and oh. <laughs> at the end of it, this person in front of me dressed as a Klingon stood up, and they had a giant uh mug, like a giant thing of mead, like it, and they raised it. <laughs> it was
4: like oh wow. the
0: best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll, so I'll say it, one more
3: yeah. Maurice Sendak thing only because it relates to the girl that i dated in high school who was a prim and proper (laughs) red hot chili peppers fan but um like early on when i was like trying to impress her and i was Mm -hmm. this is my a-game guys i the first the first quote-unquote real date that we had is I took her to see an opera because I was like, she'll like this. I had no interest, but she, <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she'll like this. She'll I'll take her to an yeah. opera. And it was fortunately, it was I'm a, cultured exactly. And she loves opera ish stuff. And um yeah. fortunately it was a pretty accessible one. It was an English translation, at least on the day we went oh, Okay. of Mozart's, the magic flute, but the reason I'm bringing it up. So that's a really accessible opera as operas go. It's pretty great. But um but the reason I'm bringing it up is because this particular production, and I don't know if it was a touring production or just the Houston grand opera or what the, this particular production, the production design was by Maurice Sendak. And if, what? and if you know anything, really, yes. And if you know anything about opera, it's like grand sets and grand yeah. things flying in and pushing in and coming at just huge, beautiful. And it was done. He was involved in the production. It was an, the whole movie looked like it took place in the world of where the wild things are. And just
4: wow,
3: amazing. Like, sort of, it was amazing. And all the characters and their wow. costumes and everything. Yeah. I think there might be a little documentary about it somewhere
0: okay. on YouTube. What was the you recall what the name of the doc, uh, opera was? It was
3: the magic flute or okay. D- Dezaber Fluten. I don't know if that's true. And then, so, <laughs> but the magic. So was flute. the date a success? Oh yeah. We, she and I ended up dating, um, Nice. Yeah, for about a year and a half to two years, then she went off to college, and I went off to be a, a junior in high school. <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> broke oh, my heart.
0: Nice. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, I know.
3: I went to a senior prom, my sophomore year, guys. <laughs> you wow. Yeah. Look at you. you I know. Older
0: women. Yeah. Now,
3: I was something. I was quite the.
0: Now the wife is she older or younger?
3: Well, she'll tell you she's young. no. She's younger. She's younger. <laughs> she's a year younger. The, the, you know. Then I. I, I, I stayed at my my fighting weight at that point <laughs> after getting my heart huh. broken by an older woman. And then, um yeah, no, but she's awesome. We're still friends on Facebook, the, the, this person. Cool. And, um, um, yeah, yeah, but, and, you know, but I'm talking, guys, this is just a date that's like m- one of my first dates with her was <laughs> to impress her, was taking her to see uh, Phil Collins on the No Jacket Required Tour at the summit oh. where I dressed up wearing a double-breasted suit with... um high top sneakers because that's how phil dressed so i cosplayed (laughs) that's that's the kind of class act i was that's how the ladies were dropping the panties (laughs) (laughs) that was fun yeah
0: and you um just recently were posting a lot because i guess like phil collins did his last yeah live performance i saw that picture that you posted of him and yeah i felt so incredibly sad for him i know very got looking.
3: Yeah. And well, let me preface this by saying we're all roughly of the generation. I'm probably more than the sweet spot, but you know, I grew up a lot guys dealing with my shame, maybe over the decades of my pure unbridled <laughs> affection for Phil, all things, Phil Collins and Genesis. It's really my, it was really, but then like, I realized how, you know, at some point, like, oh, it's totally uncool to like this band and people give shit on them all the time. And, you know, so then I kind of strayed away, but then like kind of rediscovered them, you know, like Mm -hmm. in my, and I was like, you know what, this is my, I love this music. I love this man. And I don't care who knows it. I'm not ashamed, you know. So I'm yeah. very much like, yeah. And then, uh, and I actually saw him on his solo tour. I couldn't catch him on that last Genesis thing cause he didn't come to LA, but mm. I, and on that one, he was also seated the whole show and it was, mm. yeah, it was, you know, bittersweet because he was such an energetic performer, but such a consummate performer just in his genetic code that that guy, you know, spent two and a half hours seated at the solo show and yeah. had us eating out of the palm of his hand. Like, it was just like, how does somebody have that? Like, he just, it was terrific, you know? Yeah, no,
0: I, I've always dug, like, um, Invisible Touch is my favorite song, right? In Genesis. Yeah,
3: and then there are Some Genesis that fans song. that would, like, excommunicate you for saying that, because really? it's not the Peter Gabriel years, and it's not the prog right. rock year, you know? And I'm a, and, I'm an all-era fan. Peter Gabriel,
0: <laughs> as a solo artist, because he's the one that did those really cool experimental videos, right? Yeah. Like Steam?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: like sledgehammer. back in the day, sledgehammer and steam were were it. You had never seen special effects like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's true. So they all came from that same band and you know. Yeah. They they're my Beatles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm an I'm an all I'm I'm what you call an all eras fan. Like people are like, "Oh, do you like yeah. the the Early prog years where they had 23 minute songs and Hammond organs and mellotrons. That's
0: too long for a song. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's like exactly the amount it
3: needs to be. Ryan,
0: no, Champagne Supernova is <laughs> pushing it for me. If your song's more than like 10 minutes, I'm done. Yeah, I can't do you know, it. Know. I respect I, that.
2: He's good for like nine minutes and 50 seconds. I, res- yeah. I
3: respect that. You know, I yeah. can't argue it. I can't, I can't argue that. You know, I just I love what I love and. But yeah, but then I also love the uh, Invisible Touch years, you know, and all the yeah. the mainstream pop success but stuff. You know, it's,
0: it's weird that we're me. coming to that age where a lot of the people that we grew up with liking yeah. are going to start passing away. Oh like yeah, the news yesterday. We were filming this on. I we're recording this on Wednesday the thirteenth. We lost Gilbert Gottfried God, yesterday.
1: Yeah, I oh, know. I know. His music was so amazing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It was was so popular. And she's got the invisible (laughs) touch. He was my favorite singer for Genesis. He's classic. Classic, man.
3: I think I can honestly say this. I'm hard pressed to think of another comedian who has at some point, maybe more than a few times, made me laugh harder or longer or more uncontrollable than Gilbert Gottfried. Yep. He was a phenom. My God. Yeah, and I don't think of him in my list of, like, favorite stand-ups or anything, but when I think about it, honestly, I'm like, I don't know that anyone has made me laugh, like, my throat hurts kind of laughter for as yeah. much as that guy did every time he would, I don't know, pop up on Howard Stern or the Aristocats or, like. Y- 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 aristocats? The Aristocrats.
0: Did I say Aristocats?
3: <laughs> I said Aristocats.
1: <laughs> my favorite Disney film. I'm
0: here with my favorite cats.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The Aristocrats, that movie, right, is what really, f- truly inspired me to get into doing com- that uh, stand-up makes comedy. That makes total oh, sense yeah. okay. to me. That makes total sense. Do you know what I've never heard since that movie came out and that since joke. I started doing the, comedy? The Aristocrats joke. Nope, never <laughs> have. Haven't heard a single person. <laughs> this whole big secret handshake thing. It's a whole put on. They did the movie. They pulled back the veil, and now it's like no one. You no know, one. Gonna... That is yeah.
3: really funny. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, I can see that because that movie, you do do you come away with a sense of, that's a fraternity I would want to be a part of. You know, yeah, <sighs> those people. Oh, yeah, that is fucking hysterical. That movie.
0: If you get a chance, I when I saw it was on Hulu. They did a movie last year about Gilbert Goffrey's life, and it's fantastic. He comes off as a sweetheart, and where I gave a lot of respect for him is this was like he had, uh, you know, had the big career with the Affleck commercials, right. and those were going really well for him. And then he made an ill-timed tweet joke when the typhoon hit Japan, right. I think about 10 years ago, Affleck immediately fired him. Right. Yeah. Today's uh, current, they would call that quote-unquote cancel culture. He invented it. Yeah. But the thing is, unlike a lot of those people that quote-unquote get canceled, he held himself accountable. Oh. He realized mm-hmm. the joke was a little in poor taste and a little too soon, and he made amends to try to... I guess like the people that he hurt, he tried to make amends with them. So Mm. for me, that kind of, cause you could tell he had no malice with that joke. No, He's just like, he had made a joke, I think a week after nine 11. I think he's, I think he's on
3: record as being the first guy to make the, the quote unquote first nine 11 joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I I can't remember what it was.
0: He was all about a joke. What a joke. But this year we've lost Bob Saget, Louie Anderson and him. I think Norm Macdonald, did he pass this year? I can't remember if it was this year or last. That's why I was wondering if it was late last year, or early this year. Well, within
3: the year, within the yeah, year, oh, death, yeah, definitely
2: within the year, for yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah, But that is incredibly sad. Is,
3: that is a that is a four corner comedy thing right there. Like those four guys, you yeah. kind of do clump them in. Yeah, Norm. Norm was, a comedic
2: genius. Oh in boy, my opinion.
3: and and, and yeah, yeah, and they they yeah, he was one of a kind, and and you do kind of think of those guys all being in this in the not same category because like you just said, Norm is so unique yeah. and so is Godfrey and all of that. But yeah. like uh, Saget and Godfrey would do stuff. To, the fact that somebody keeps posting this picture that's got all of them in it, except for Norm. Yeah. That Gilbert Godfrey took it. You think like, yeah, they were kind of a, of a click, you know, at least Saget and Godfrey and Norm MacDonald.
0: And you know. And Godfrey had a really good um, show on Sirius that he was still doing. Oh yeah. Hollywood. Like
3: old Hollywood stories or something. Or what was it? I
0: he it was just like he would uh bring in people. It was just like a normal like a uh, talk show. Oh, okay, I thought it uh-huh. had a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he was doing cameos up till the day that he passed. It's just sad. Wow, this has been a bummer now. <laughs> <laughs> is- yeah, oh, who, 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 was, who else has died? Yeah. This. wow. You know what I like is
2: death. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And people dying.
1: I heard of uh, someone dying in a short film we oh, recently yes. got a chance to watch.
2: <laughs> oh, wow! Okay. Good segue, sir. That was so organic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's organic. It, it was just sitting there like a duck. Half <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right, Affleck. <laughs> so this is something you've. So we're gonna. Yeah. So the last time we brought you on, you had just like stole America's heart with your with your hopscotch.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Correct. And
0: it seems like you've had a productive year since. It then. seems like it. I
3: got some cool stuff on the hopper. Yeah, I, I that are in yeah. the pipeline. Is that what we say in the pipeline? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Um. Well, I do believe when I was on last time, I think I because it was March or so that I was on. It was almost like yeah. just a sh- tab. Well, I do have to ask you right now. Am I the guest? Do I hold the record for the most reschedules? <laughs>
0: uh, I think
3: we started this back in November. I like,
0: believe yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so one thing I did want to quick, quick about that is the, one of the reschedules you had to do because you were helping your daughter's school. Yeah. Was it the play or a production? It was like a production.
3: Yeah. She's a, she's a, in the dance uh, program. That's uh, unacceptable. There, and, and I'm on the school. I'm on the board. It's a non nonprofit. Like, it's a curriculum that that actually works in conjunction with the high school curriculum. So it's like kids can sign okay. up and be anyway.
0: But everybody's back into the. They're they're back at school. They right? are
3: back at school. They were able to do the show without masks on because they did their first show back in uh, the fall, but they had to do it with masks on. And uh, at okay. so this time, it was like, yeah, you don't have to have a mask if you're comfortable with that. And blah blah blah. blah. So it was like the first real. But it but it's you know terrific yeah. to be back. And and we have a great. You know, because I, I remember right.
0: when you were on here, you were talking about like, uh, like you were like, you know, obviously we have to be safe and everything, but just feeling bad that she was missing out because she was a right. uh, 10th Aww. grade, then,
3: right? That's true, missing
0: out on like, like all kids, they're missing out on like those memories growing with, uh, you know, yeah. the school year, off they're missing there, yeah. Uh, but she's gone this full year back in school, yeah.
3: And I, I will I say, there definitely it feels like there definitely was a almost semester long adjustment like yeah because i think she and for that matter she and i and my wife but she and i in particular because i kind of became in most ways the point parent as far as the is the internet working is the what time is the Mm -hmm. you have this class this she was and and took about a semester and then she was pretty much on her own and she got into a really good rhythm and her she was keeping the grades up and all that good stuff and and then Back at school, you go back to school, and suddenly it's like reset. You know, I haven't been here in a year and more because we actually shut down towards the end of her freshman year, so she'd missed almost a year and a half of school. And, yeah, that's gotta uh, be some
2: adjustment too. Man. Yeah,
3: yeah, and, and 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 again, there was this sort of adjustment period, and I do think once again it took almost the semester. But like you know, towards the end before Christmas, a little bit, I could see it starting to click again. Like okay, uh, okay, now I know yeah. this. You know, but it did take. You know, and, and and again, I probably mentioned it last time. It's like, oh, I can only imagine the younger yeah. kids and how they're coping with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think at my daughter's age, All it's more...
1: imagine.
3: Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I, I, at least at my daughter's age, she's, you know, the worst thing is more the kind of melodrama, like, oh, those key high school memories that you're going to miss out on. You know, whereas... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I, I think um, for the younger kids, it's just ooh, developmental, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, that's why I wanted to interject that because I, when you had mentioned that, when you, when we had to reschedule that, I was just happy because, oh, that's awesome that she's yeah. back in school. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Well, I'm just upset you, you put your family over BRB <laughs> AFK. I know. That's what I'm yeah. upset about. I get
3: into trouble for that
2: a lot, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe now that things are getting back to normal. Maybe she'll, you know, fall in love with that weighted blanket. Maybe.
3: You know what? Oh, there you go. You can always go yeah. back, circle back to that and try it out. See.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first thing we want to talk about, like Sinshot in the last year, you did a, a short film mm. called Sitting Duck. Correct. Right? When I was
3: on last time, I recall that we were about to shoot it. We did okay. the cast. I auditioned. I cast. I did the, the whole thing. Oh, no, no, no. The prior year. We were about to shoot it. Okay. God, it's, it's a whirlwind. Like, huh. like, we literally had a cast read through at the producer's house. And, oh, okay, we're, we're going to shoot this this weekend uh, or next weekend or whatever it was. And then COVID hit, things shut down. They very conscientiously were like, we're putting it on hold. And when, when I was on the podcast back in March ish of last year, my story was, I hope we're still going to do it. And we ended mm-hmm. up shooting it in May
0: okay and, so, and they
3: we all came back they now we were this was because vaccines came out and it was that time frame between the first vax and the next wave you know what i mean <laughs> like when that yeah, yeah where yeah, things yeah. kind of semi opened up as a result of it it's kind of interesting i think it was originally scheduled to be a three-day shoot and a certain size crew but they re jiggered it a little bit and we shot it in two days which was a little more of a marathon And Mm -hmm. with a very skeleton crew. So it was a real street just to kind of keep less people on the set, less time on the set. Let's just do it over two days at this person's house. So we don't have like, you know, so they could really control the environment. And it was in that sweet spot in May where it was like, we can do this. We can actually do this. This is going to work. And so we did and um, shot it over a, you know, a weekend.
0: And how long of days would you say it was?
3: They were long. I mean, they were very long. They're not, it's not uncommon to have days like this, you know, in any production but they were you know at least 12 hour days and then um but longer probably for the crew people who were coming ahead of time and setting up and taking down afterwards except for one day like because we shot do i give away spoilers i don't know it's up to you yeah basically there's a a makeup effect that was a mess on me
4: (laughs)
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, one of
1: my favorite ones. if it's the one thing you're talking about
3: yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah.
2: the the same yeah. Yeah,
3: it's yeah, I know. And I'm like a month or two from now, I could it's still doing film festivals and stuff. I'm I don't know when I'm but the the but but that we shot that was the last thing we shot day one. So because
0: you shot okay, so you shot it out of order. Yes. A lot of it. Yeah,
3: mo- okay. most movies tend to be shot out of order for production reasons, and this is a great example. Yeah. So that's an example of a night where I was <laughs> upstairs in these basically strangers' house you know, showering this <laughs> you know, <oar> gore <laughs> off of my body. Yeah. And then yeah. by the time I came downstairs, <laughs> everyone was gone and 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 the there was like some fake blood had got on the carpet and there was like a whole drama going Ooh. on about getting the fake oh, no. blood off the carpet. I'm like, well, I'll be seeing myself out now. Yeah. And, yeah. This
0: is yep. not on me. Yeah. I'm an actor. Yes, I'm exactly. Yeah, I I'm like, the talent. I'm yeah, an yeah, yeah, I, I mean,
3: <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I it's there's a very good chance I'm the one who tracked it in there. I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you, blame it
0: on, you blame it on the people behind the, yeah. the little people,
3: the little yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah.
0: How long did the makeup for that scene take to do? So
3: quickly. We worked with a a makeup guy named Joe Castro, J-O-E-C-A-S-T-R-O. He's a very well-established makeup artist. And because it was, you know, a low-budget short film and the director and the producers had some relationships in the low-budget horror, whatever, they kind of just – he kind of came in and did it almost as a favor, really. And he was a whirling dervish because it was like, I was kind of like, well, how are we doing this? I don't know what we're doing. And he just showed up and he had like these, you know, giant jugs of fake blood and the, you know, the, the, you know, all the latex and the liquid latex and the, and appliques that had already been pre-made and molded that he was like, yeah, this one will work. This one will work. And kind of did a whole number and then tubes and wires and pumps and that were I, I at some point i'll be able to post behind the scenes stuff on it and i'm we're probably yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty close to that the it did a wave of film festivals towards the end of last year into early this year and
0: successful too yeah yeah
3: a lot of nominations a couple awards and um delighting a lot of people it, it's a weird film because it's not straight horror it's not straight comedy and it and yeah. but but it, oh, several genre related film festivals were very receptive to the tone and I love that, but he came in and I mean, I'm, I'd be surprised if it took an hour for him to do that makeup because he was just oh, wow. like, whoo, whoo, whoo. I just sat there and in the <laughs> kitchen, we had plastic like all draped over all everything. Oh yeah. And he was just running around and putting this on, putting this on and he's a really high energy guy. And um, it was almost calm. I mean, he was, he was a comical figure really. I just was like, this guy, like, yeah. where did you find him? And then I later retroactively <laughs> found out that he's pretty well respected and and uh, you know, very. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. Like you know, he's 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 all you know. If you ever check out his IMDb credits, and he's constantly working and flying off here to do this show and do this show, and sometimes he directs horror, and da-da. so we were really awesome. it was fun to have And It was for him a fairly simple gag, yeah. But the um, but the effect of having a gag like that at the end of a film like that is oh, yeah, is a, great, punct- yeah, a great, great yeah, great great punctuation yeah. on the you know the, the the film. Oh, what was his name? Joe Castro, J O E
2: castro i'll say this too you know uh so we, we've had to, to watch you know things that our guests have done before you know what that were coming on we we tend to get a little nervous uh you know because in case, in case it could we, suck it could yeah, suck. Guess yeah because it's terrible you know like yeah. but i can tell you all three of us loved it
3: oh that's lovely to hear yeah and and you know i think i have to give a lot of just from my performance standpoint i'll say i give a lot of credit to aaron baracus the director because I wasn't sure, you know, uh, you know where I'm at in my development and everything. And I was sort yeah. of like, um, I was very honest with him. I said, if I come in and I'm too broad and too comical, and I'm not sure what tone you're trying to set, don't be shy. Like I gave him permission very early on. My ego will not be hurt right. if you're like, cause I told him, I was like, sometimes in the acting class and I've been told by, you know, different acting coaches and stuff, the, and a lot of actors hear this sort of thing. you you know, remember you are enough. You don't need to add shit on top of Mm. what you're doing. You are enough. You are enough. And so he and I developed a shorthand very quickly because I was so honest out of the gate with that, with him, where if I strayed into performative comedy or too broad, he would just be able to go, Michael, you are enough. I'm like, got it, buddy. And then next take, boom. Cause it just let me know, Ooh, that went too far. Got it. And we had a really nice, I remember it literally the shot of me laying on the floor. There was a gag that got cut at the end where she says to go into the light. People won't know what this is, the one I'm talking about here, but, and Mm -hmm. I, and I, I go, okay. And I sit, try to sit up (laughs) to to go into the light, the ceiling light. And Uh and she and I bang head like bash. We like, I bump right into her head, giving her one last, giving her one last injury. (laughs) But anyway, there was a little bit of a, you know, double take or a reaction or blah, blah, blah. And I'm laying on the floor with a giant head wound and blood pouring out of me. and, and, do we need a take or two? And then I just had this visual memory of laying on the floor, looking down my body at the kitchen door as Aaron ducks his head in and goes, Michael, you're enough. I give him a <laughs> thumbs up. He gives me a thumbs up. He ducks out next take, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's
0: what we need is a, a, a recording of him saying you are enough to play. Anytime our brains try to sabotage, and you know what I could do? I, <laughs> yeah. could, I, yeah,
3: I could put it on a loop over top of some Brian, you music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, That's
3: a callback. <laughs>
0: is that one of the things like when you first started acting? Is an instinct that you have to push back on. Is like yeah. this, about just trying to overdo it.
3: Hundred percent, and it's still okay. something I struggle with. But I can quantifiably say that I'm oh so better, and it's such a relief. And so, I, I get almost emotional when I have these realizations of the, that i've improved or that i have these breakthroughs yeah oh, that's great yeah you really do and and i know and it's something that that is part of the reason i was so blunt with him about it because you know uh you you guys have a lot of you know stand-up comedy background i have improv and theater background and those are both very you know broadly based tend tend to be very broadly based performative things but when a camera's right in your face you don't need it you know, you, mm-hmm. you need to be you and you need to bring the truth of the scene serve the scene and all that stuff. And it is, I, you know, I do have that urge to like, I'll raise my eyebrow, you know, or, or put a little wink on it or, which is yeah. fine for commercial work. You know, a lot of the time they still want very real grounded stuff in commercials these days, really. But yeah. comparatively yeah. speaking, you know, it served me well to kind of have a natural performative comedy thing going on with, for all the commercial bookings. But now, as I've been trying to stray more into short films and TV and, you know, it, it almost backfires on you. You don't want to go there. You want to let everything just carry it, you know, let your you carry the thing.
1: Well, that was like with the short that I did that just got put out. Not a short. And it was a, I had a small part. It was a feature-length film. Oh, cool. Pretty much my whole goal was to act as serious as possible. And I've been told it's one of the funniest scenes in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Have you been able to see it yet, Boston? Yeah.
1: So, I've actually seen it. It's on Amazon Prime now. I can go watch it if I want.
0: What's the name of it? Oh, yeah. Let's uh, called for our listeners.
1: W H J C A M.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. So, the goal was to not, just so I'm clear, the goal was to not be funny. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: The goal was to be serious. Right. I was battling another preacher uh, speaking <laughs> in tongues. Okay.
2: Oh, How do so, you not be funny there? That's difficult. I, I'm just picturing you doing that. It's making me laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's difficult,
3: man. That's a, that's asking a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think we're going to
0: try to get Vinny. He's the director, right? Vinny? Uh, yeah. On the show soon. But this is available right now on Amazon prime.
1: Yeah. W J H C A M. I believe it's supposed to be W because we're on the East coast and then Jesus H Christ. Ah,
0: <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's been, he's been promoting it a lot on his Facebook, but yeah, that's cool that it's already out. I had, I had no idea.
3: Well, the the secret weapon, you know, so you're a naturally funny person. You exude that essence makes people joyful. The, the good news is like, that's kind of a rare thing, you know what I mean? And, and it's actually kind of a magical weapon to have because um, part of my inspiration getting back into some of this stuff, you know, has been seeing generally the Actors who you think of as more comedians or comic actors and so forth, being brought on to play serious roles and things, hmm. because it's more of an accepted thing now than maybe when we were younger. But I, the the I, like Vince, I'm thinking Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan, like that is populated with supporting actors who have comedy backgrounds,
1: and yeah. I think Robin Williams started it with One Hour Photo, I think so. But Jim Gaffigan mm-hmm. did a serious. Right? Albert, Albert Brooks plays a
3: bad guy in a thing. Yep. And part of the, uh, and then um, like the, I heard Vince Gilligan talk about that. And he said, I love casting stand up comedians who can handle the material and, co- and comic actors and improv artists who can handle the material because there's something about them, in essence as a human being, their default setting is you want to like them. You want to connect with them because that's just who they are. And then if they can handle the dramatic material, it makes for such more interesting character the second they show up on screen in a way that if you just hire some brooding, good-looking CW, you know, serious actor, you know, (laughs) it's not as interesting. It's just not as interesting. So, you know, obviously, yeah, uh, Bob Odenkirk is example 1A, in my opinion. Oh, God. Right? Uh, Of current day. I mean, prior to his passing, Robin Williams would have been that guy for me. But 100%, Yeah. and and, and I love, I mean, nobody, what the, Oh
2: dude. Yeah. So good. Okay.
0: So in your, in your short, since we're we're not going to spoil stuff, but there's one scene where I thought it was going to start going into a nobody direction. Oh, (laughs) and then the thing happens and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not happening. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good, I think I, not 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 to be not to be rude but I, I kind of called that yeah. because it reminded me a lot of one of my favorite episodes of Law and Order. Oh yeah, <laughs> this rings a bell. Where it was this guy who just was the most he was just the unluckiest human being in the world and manages to accidentally kill his wife one morning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, and that's awesome. It, it's just the it's just the saddest thing where he's just like he, he's like trying to And every time he tries to, like, fix it, he makes it worse. And, uh,
0: I think it's okay to have a favorite episode of Law & Order, but if you have a favorite episode of SVU, (laughs) there's probably problems
3: (laughs) I also think They're all my favorites. I I think of an... You can't choose.
0: (laughs) They're my children.
3: Like, part of, again, we were talking about being a comic actor and people instantly liking you because of who you are. And, you know, I've come to understand over time, like okay, that's something I have in my arsenal. So this character in this film that I played, Nate, um, <laughs> he's, oh my God, he's, he is annoying. He is, you wouldn't want to be married to him. You you yeah. wouldn't want to live with him in a pandemic, which by the way, was an overlay. There was no pandemic when, <laughs> when this film was
2: cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, it makes it even, even more. I know me. <laughs> it was kind of a
3: weird, like he didn't change. All he changed was something that was on the news report on the TV. None of our dialogue changed. I don't think, I think he might've made one tweak to one of my lines about going back in the office. Maybe I don't remember, but that was it. Nothing else changed. Everything else was, I'm just working from home and they've told me I don't need to go back in because, you know, subtext, he's so annoying. Nobody wants him in the office. But anyway, I was going to say, I know that that's what I can bring to the table with that guy. Like he's Oh, it's Michael. He's so oh god, he's such an annoying person, but you can't help but kind of root for him or like yeah, <laughs> you could do better, yeah. buddy. Come on. But yeah. but what a, what jumped in my head when you we were talking about other characters that have weird demises demises. Um I just jumped in my head Daniel Roback had a small role recurring briefly on Lost where he played this I think he was like a science guy or something and and he was, like, just the most foul, annoying, mean character. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody was like, oh, he was so antisocial and just, like, just biting and just whatever. And he's, like, just so the smartest guy in the room and everybody else is annoying and whatever. And they were handling nitroglycerin. And he was, like, yelling at them at how they're handling the nitroglycerin. And then he does something and the nitroglycerin blows him up, like, just <laughs> out of nowhere. It Catharsis. It was, catharsis. Just, it was, it was yes. one of the great, and, and Daniel Roback is like a recognized character actor, and you—it's yeah. one of those people when they show up on a show, you're like, "Oh, this is going to be a new character because I know that actor." And da, 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 da. And I remember seeing that episode of Lost, and just like that was so funny, like. And it just is so was shocking so how it just happened out of nowhere. And he deserved it. <laughs> he was a total, total So the opposite of rooting for the guy, you're like, "Yeah, I'm glad that happened to him."
0: So for this uh, short, so you did go through like an audition process? Yeah.
3: In fact, um, I've actually talked about this audition process uh, on this one because it was a situation, again, pre-pandemic, but they were still, you know, it's a low-budget thing. So they're like, hey, submit yourself tapes, which usually involve you reading the lines over a backdrop and you're reading it off screen to somebody. But for some reason, when I got this script, I had that feeling like, Oh my god! I'm so perfect for this role, and, <laughs> and 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 confidence. I like it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even confidence. It was more just like the, it was one of those like, oh, if this, I got to put my best foot forward on this because this is too good of an opportunity for me to, and you know what I mean. And yeah. oh, and yeah. in the case, in the case of this audition, I rarely do this, but I was like, I'm gonna shoot my audition like I think the movie's gonna look. So mm. like the two audition scenes, I don't know how well you guys know the short, but there's the scene where you first meet him and he's laying on the couch, talking to his wife about, he doesn't have to go back in the office and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, um, and I literally laid on my couch, had a bag of chips or whatever, slovenly kind of shoveling food in my mouth, talking to my invisible off-screen wife um, and shot it like that, like at a raking angle, kind of almost like I thought that's how I would set the camera if I was shooting the scene. And and then I shot the kitchen scene where he puts his head in the oven um, and she's like, oh, take him out. And um, <laughs> uh, so there are these two scenes that I, I, I shot, like I was shooting a one take short film to, it, rather than just standing in front of a backdrop. And they told me subsequently, they're like, we it let us know you totally got the humor we were going for. Like, you totally got it. And we were laughing our ass off. And at this audition. And we were, it was literally like a matter of them going, there is nobody else who can do this. Right. Huh. And that's what you want. That's what you want. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. happen often. But, but uh, that was, so that was how that happened. I did a tape. I mean, I, I Aaron has actually shown my audition at film festivals <laughs> to be like, here's what we really? got from him. This is why we cast him. Yeah. He's shown like a clip of it on a, for one of the virtual audition, oh, sorry, virtual film festivals, because I nice. think it's so, so funny. Like, this is what we got from the actor. We were like, well, how can we not hire this guy? <laughs> you know? And, um, it's not, it's a hail Mary that I wouldn't recommend doing to, you know, every time or whatever, but yeah, uh, yeah, it yeah. can have, you know, it's, it, it's more like something like this, like a low budget indie kind of thing, but it's probably safer to try something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it were a network show, they would probably not even look at the tape, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Um, Josh Brolin, uh, was on, uh, the hot ones this week and he was talking about he's a hot one he, <laughs> he auditioned for the fly too oh and he decided what they needed to see was him metamorphosizing from a human to a fly okay so that's what he did for his audition okay. and it was a little too much and they and it freaked out everybody he said he left the audition and they got the call from his agent going what i don't think they're ever going to work with you again <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> yeah
3: Well, you you know, we, we are of the generation or I was the generation where there was a lot of scuttlebutt going around about when Sean Young Mm. tried to audition for Catwoman and showed up in a Catwoman suit. And, and we were, and and it was just like, like, oh, she's crazy. What a crazy. Now that I'm actually. Your career. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Pretty much. That was kind of how I, my takeaway. But now like I'm actually an actor. I'm like oh my god would I do that would I maybe do that <laughs> <laughs> would I show up in a cat not I might do that that might happen
0: oh my god that should have happened I think you would have definitely got it from Zoe Kravitz
1: mm. oh she was really good I definitely think that it's, it's a possibility because we have the technology just like on our phones and on our computers now to just yeah that we could just we could just shoot the whole scene and then submit it yeah mm. yeah yeah. I'm, I'm expecting a lot more of that in the upcoming and it, years. And it's a risk yeah. too,
3: because there's, um, here's the, the opposite version of it. Like, cause I've done some screenwriting in the past and it's like when you're writing a script and you're, you've got dialogue for an actor or whatever and you put your parentheticals in there, like one thing to avoid, I've learned over time is don't tell the actor how you want it. Don't tell the actor in the script, how to say it, you know, mm. just, Give the line you know, unless it's really necessary. Don't put a parenthetical like impassioned, you know, or yeah, you know, full of fury, you know. Just don't, and because that's the actor's job. So it's sort of the the, the converse of that. It's a risk for me to go um, here. I'm going to show you what I think you need to do with this, you know. Uh, but it worked out in this case because I, I I was very confident. Like, oh, I totally get what they're going <laughs> for, and I want them yeah, to know yeah, that yeah. I totally get what they're going for. Um, so and I also don't want to
1: end up with a Kevin Sorbo. Disappointed!
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh that's funny. Um so now Scott, you're going to be shooting a short film in the next couple weeks or
2: months, right? Yeah, that's probably a month month and a half, yeah. That's so awesome. that's the goal. And our 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 goal is to do it over the like over the weekend if if, if it's going to be feasible. Yeah. Do
0: you have any like like suggestions or anything that you can do michael to help scott through the process um so Don't is it suck. something is it something you're
3: you <laughs> acting in or are you yeah really i'm, I'm the i'm the lead oh excellent oh that's exciting what is the genre
2: Uh, horror it's basically uh, yeah. about vampires and i'm going to be getting killed in it can i just say okay. right. <laughs>
4: sorry I, <laughs> sorry
3: yes <Yeah>, spoilers <laughs> i can i just say i would say for the record like my experience doing sitting duck and then Going to some of these genre film festivals and stuff, and meeting the people that are making these low-budget horror features in some cases, and 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 everything, I'm just so delighted by that scene and having oh, kind yeah. of discovered it. The people, I, I tongue-in-cheek, but honestly, like if there was a way to make a living just acting in these kind of movies, <laughs> I would do
2: it a second, Michael. Oh I, in a God. second, Kate Hotter
1: cough. Ugh. So, I I used to do quite a few
2: of them. Probably, I haven't done any like probably five, six years, but uh, it kind of just fell in my lap. uh, But I've probably like four or five of them. And I love that whole scene. We have have a Knoxville has a really big Knoxville Film Festival short film scene. Yeah. And it's just an awesome experience, awesome the great people to be around. It's just a, oh I would, I would, I would So it. supportive and yeah, like and
3: there's yeah. a lot of cross-pollination of creativity and and right. um, like, oh do you know a guy who can do this kind of thing? Oh yeah, I know um here, I know a great graphic designer who can do your poster, blah, 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 blah. Just sure. wonderful energy, you know? But it's I'm great, lucky if I could do
2: that and just not not even be rich, just make a living. You 100%. know, <laughs> I would in totally part do because
3: it. because then as an actor, if you're in something even kind of cool and kind of you know, that gets some sort of attention and everything. Then there's also the the convention circuit and stuff like that where you just get to go and do conventions and sign autograph like Tuesday, who's my wife in that movie. You know, she did her big claim biggest claim to fame. She's done a lot of work, but her biggest claim to fame is the two uh Nightmare on elm Street movies she's in uh from oh. way back when and oh. yeah and so she's kind Which of one a uh, in? Ugh, in. I'm gonna get them all mixed up. I went and watched all of them okay uh way back but now i get them all mixed up give me yeah, that's
0: impressive because usually you die in a Nightmare are on elm street movie well
3: she did she did but she oh. oh she had a so patricia arquette played this character Kristen parker in um the the dream War one and then the next one she that character was supposed to recur but patricia arquette suddenly clicked with movies and things <laughs> and did not want to come back for another horror movie and mm. so they recast Tuesday in that role. so they, so she basically took over that character of being the the nightmare on Elm Street chick who's got the supernatural powers and so on and so forth. And then nice. somewhere in the course of the story, this is very, you know, this is a vague overview. Somewhere in the course of the story, her character gets killed, but then returns in spirit form to help them and their final <laughs> the final defeat the final boss, kind of a thing. oh actually yeah, yeah okay,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yes, yeah,
3: so that's Tuesday. And then then they made that meta Nightmare on Elm Street that's so good. Uh, uh West, Cra- West Craven's new Nightmare. New nightmare. Uh, West Craven's new Nightmare. Yep. Like yeah, the meta yep. one which is about West Craven making Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy manifesting. Which is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. And she has sort of a cameo returning role in that where she is, you know, they have some of the cast at a funeral you Know and she's there because she was, you know, the cast is there to say goodbye to whoever it was that died. I forget, you know, but mm-hmm. but um, yeah. yeah, so it was like a meta like callback to that character. So she's been a few, then she's had a terrific career doing a bunch of films and TV stuff over the years, you know, just kind of keeping this old Matlock, yeah, yeah. And she's you know, she's been she's she's she looks great, <laughs> I'll
0: say that, yeah. like, like yeah, 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 like she's been, you know, she's you know. By the way, the actors, the actress that played the the cop, I loved her timing in on, on that and that she scene.
1: is one oh, of the producers. That timing was amazing. It she
3: was. stole that scene. She's one of the yeah. producers that's Sophia, uh, who you okay. uh, I think you've interfaced with online at some point. I was hooking. yeah, you I up think that.
0: we're going to have them come on this coming this uh, October because, like her and her, her husband was the Michael. writer. That's right. Michael. Uh, yeah.
3: uh, Aaron, the director and writer was Aaron Baracus. Michael and okay. Sophia were the producers that teamed up with them uh, to make it. But they do. The reason I hooked you up with them is because, and you guys should get to know them too, is because um, they are like these compulsive creators who I just really think the world of. I'm, I'm going to shoot something with them next week if our schedules thing Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, on Sunday. Um, there's still another project they're doing and I'm going to do a little cameo thing on it. And, um, they, they're just such, I just love their energy. One of the things I've discovered getting back into the game later in life is, you know, we're all here is that I really am pumped up, inspired and motivated by people who are, you know, these magical people who are I call them compulsive creators you know like they just are making a thing and making a thing and doing a thing and making this happen and And I think to myself it's like I may have had that energy when I was younger Um, I don't think I can I can drum it up now in the way that I may have been able to in my 20s or something but I certainly can support those people and ride shotgun on their projects and let them know that I am in if you have a thing I am in I want to be a part of it I want to help you I will do whatever you need I'm not here to, you know, it's just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, um, and I've told Sophia to Mike that, and you know, and they've kept it in mind and they're like, Hey, we're doing the thing. Do you want to be? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in.
0: When are we doing it? You know?
3: Um, so I really appreciate them. They're really cool. That's why I was like, you should know them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that's, is like for anything, is you always want to work with people that you like. Yeah. And Sophia, yes,
3: is the cop in that in part, because of what I said before, we had to keep the, Cast, we had to keep it streamlined so in that scene let me go through it the the home invader guy with the mohawk yeah that's michael the producer <laughs> oh, the, oh okay. uh, yeah the cop who's sitting next to me showing me the the little webcam video for my security camera with michael with michael on it <laughs> and i say yeah. is that is the ms-13 you think that might be MS13?" <laughs> that whatever, was my favorite whatever. that was a great line so funny and um <laughs> that that guy was our sound guy <laughs> really <laughs> yeah okay. and then and then Sophia was the cop standing over by Tuesday and she's one of the producers and that that scene that little short segment of the scene is for me <sighs> the best scene you know bar, barring some of the funny bits it's yeah. the best scene and it almost feels you know I don't know, It felt like it's oh, I don't know some sort of scene from game night or something. It's the timing in yeah. everybody it's so good. Sophia totally steals it
1: with oh her, yeah yeah the, her timing. The timing the timing was so good of that like that a little especially <laughs> reminding well reminding the audience that this isn't a unique feeling <laughs> right. like yeah this isn't just one woman like getting frustrated and going off like. <laughs> Yeah, This is just a common thing that women are dealing with and they have to struggle with every day. It's like, am I fucking awesome or not? Right. And (laughs)
3: the the two of them saying their line at the same time where I'm insisting that the ground is the same thing as the floor. And and they're like, no, it's not. Both of them like, (laughs)
0: like boom, the timing
3: was perfect. It's such that I should mention one of the awards that the film won uh, was – for sophia she got a supporting actor thing. oh good and, oh, awesome. that people good really well picked her out of the lineup and it's such a small short scene but just goes to show you you know like bring it and people will notice and she did and it was because it was a real treat for us like sophia won an acting award. oh my god <laughs> that <was> super cool
0: <laughs> yeah and that was all awesome. and also uh your wardrobe in that scene was perfection to me
3: oh yeah the um the t-shirt uh, you can ask michael more about this if you ever have him on but the t-shirt was man spider yep which is apparently a fictional character they've created like it's trademarked <laughs> and really? you can't maybe tell from the t-shirt but the f- the head of man spider is michael's head <laughs> <laughs> All it is. so the the actor who's got the mohawk and who comes in the house and then we scream at each other that's michael and the character on the t-shirt if you look closely is michael's head and so yeah. man spider has yeah i don't know the whole story of it i just was like here you're i was assigned here you are wearing this because it's yeah. it, it was I, sort of they're doing a little you know callback or whatever
0: i like the little subtle gags too like uh where you open a drawer at one point, there's a Garbage Pail Kid card in there.
3: And a C-3PO um, doll or a, a figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and also uh, when there, when you're seeing the pictures of you and your wife through the years. Yes. There's a scene where you're wearing your masks. Yes. And she's wearing her mask properly yes. and yours is totally not right.
3: I laughed so hard because we, t- we most of those shots were... Tuesday and I both submitted photographs. So there's a a lot of pictures of me from my real life wife and I that have been photoshopped with her with Tuesday's face on it. Tuesday's younger face and then a few on the other side where Tuesday submitted photos and they took my face. And so so a lot of Photoshop. But we also had the opportunity Mm -hmm. when we did the read through again, pre pandemic. Right. This was Mm -hmm. a week or two before lockdown happened where while we did the read through tuesday i did tuesday and i did a quick photo session just to get a few pictures of the mantle one of which was the two of us together and they said oh we'll take you we'll put it and shoot in front of this green screen and then pop you know plop you in front of whatever vacation you were on you know and so those masks that we're wearing were added in so these photos were done well before the the actual (laughs) okay and then aaron or whoever Put the masks on, and in their infinite genius, w- said, "But Michael's will be below his nose because he's just that clueless. you know? oh, <laughs> He's just it, that it guy. That
0: be up so bad. That, oh, that. so subtle, so uh, funny, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So I think the thing, Scott, that Michael has taught you the most tonight is when you're promoting and you're talking about your movie, don't spoil it."
3: Oh, I I feel like I spoiled a few things actually. If
0: if you're like, for instance, Scott, if you were in The the Sixth Sense, yes, you wouldn't start. I'm in a new movie at the end of it, I turn out to be a ghost. You don't want to say that.
2: I think I'm so used to it. Like, so, uh, when I used to do a bunch of short films back in the day, I I worked with the for the most part the same actor and a lot of the same crew. And almost every single film that we did, I wound up dying. <laughs> so it's just it's just so commonplace to me to die in my films. I Wait, are you behind. the Sean Bean of Nox? Yes, that's exactly, that's what I am, exactly. <laughs> that's yes. good. Yeah. So if you yeah. see me in the film, just just be assured, I'm probably going to be dead at some point. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's yes. So yes.
0: the next big thing you did, Michael, and I think it, um, I don't, th- I think it actually airs, this episode will probably be out like right after Easter. Uh, so I think this airs the week after that, right? The It's funny the that I, Show? it's
3: sad that I don't know this off the top of my head, but it, it's a limited series. So it starts airing. When is the day that it starts airing, Michael? I'm going to pull it up real quick.
2: Um, By the
0: way, it's kind of cool that Scott returned right around Easter.
2: Oh, Oh. I see you there.
0: So are you also the Jesus of our podcast? I
2: mean, the, I, I, can't, I can't take that that role, man. That, that's too, the, that's okay. too much. After the okay. third <laughs> missed
3: podcast, he rose again. In fulfillment of <laughs> so let me see here. Uh, April, okay, so premieres April 24th. That means the. I do yeah. not know if they're releasing the first episode, the first two episodes, all eight episodes. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's going to be a weekly release schedule. I'm not in a loop. But the first episode Airs April 24th, and my, my episode is episode. I should say what it is it's Gaslit, which is a limited series. Back in my day, we called the mini series, <laughs> right? I mean, it's the same thing, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, um, my episode is, is uh, episode five. So, I'm assuming okay. that you know, if it premieres on episode uh, April 24th, mine will premiere. Four weeks later? Is that so, <laughs> right? Like, yeah.
0: And it's kind of crazy looking at this cast.
3: May 22nd. Um yeah. May 22nd might be the day my episode airs. Okay. Maybe.
0: And it this is a, it's gaslight, it's about the yes. Watergate Gas scandal, lit. right? Gaslit gaslit. Yeah,
3: it's uh the story of Martha Mitchell, who was a bit of a Washington socialite married to John Mitchell of the Nixon administration, and she was a bit of a flibbity gibbet. By all accounts, and very much like became a bit of a social butterfly and kind of a media figure because she was so delightful and entertaining and just sort of a character. And she would go on talk shows and game shows and just be talk of the town. And she had, it was unfiltered and so on and so forth. But what happened through the course, we, and believe me, this is great because I never knew this story. Uh, like she kind of became the first whistleblower about the Watergate situation because she was oh. blabbering about it, you know, for, and I mean that with all due respect because it was her secret power. But the story is how she was discredited and kind of marginalized and told, you know, like made out to be a raging alcoholic. She did have a drinking issue. You know, she had some and or crazy and paranoid when they started trying to lock her down. And so this is her, it's the Watergate thing told through her story and kind of reestablishing her as being shit. Nobody listened to this woman. And she was telling the truth. And one of the talk shows that she was a a semi-regular guest on, such that, so much such that she actually guest hosted it with him, was the Mike Douglas show. Um, Mike Douglas, for anyone who might not know, I mean, to me, he was a fixture. I know 100% who this guy was. I grew up watching him. My grandmother loved him. He was kind of um, a Merv Griffin type, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe a little before Merv Griffin, but definitely overlapping. But he had that kind of show and very popular in the Northeast for sure, because that's where I remember him from. But, um, you know, was out in California and stuff, but through most of the 70s into the 80s, uh, a really well-loved television show host in that Merv Griffin vein. And he would actually do shows. You can find him on YouTube. They're wonderful because he was such a good-natured, sweet, quiet interviewer. Um, But part of the shtick would be sometimes that he would... um, like, oh, this week my co-host is going to be John and Yoko Ono. And then John and Yoko Ono would just do the show with him the whole week, basically sitting in the chairs with him, and then other guests would come on, and they'd all kind of interview them. So it was kind of a, a shtick he'd occasionally do. Like, Sonny and Cher are going to be the hosts, this, the co-hosts with me this week. And Martha Mitchell was so – in she did it, like, at least once, maybe twice, I think, where she was the co-host of the Mike Douglas. So she was that stature. So I auditioned for – And was uh, cast as Mike Douglas in the recreation scenes for um, *Gaslit* of Martha Mitchell going on the Mike Douglas show. And so,
0: yeah. So here's where it gets kind of cool for everybody listening at home, right? Um, Who plays Martha Mitchell on this show? Ah, Julia Roberts,
2: a young up-and-coming
0: actress.
3: (laughs) Yeah, a
2: little little nobody.
0: Yeah,
3: heard of her. Yeah, yeah, Julia Roberts, and the and then like you said, the cast beyond that like julia roberts and i so i got to act in a scene opposite julia roberts for that's
2: amazing which has got to
0: be crazy it was well, crazy
3: it well was i think crazy. so
2: cool michael I, I remember uh the first time you were on the podcast and uh, you were you were like almost hesitant to even call yourself an actor you're like right, I, right, think right. I can <laughs> call yourself an actor now i believe so i think it's safe to say you can very much well call yourself an actor now yeah if nothing else i've got that for my reel right absolutely like, if, if absolutely nothing buddy. Else, I mean, that's
0: at this point, word. you've been in a film with in this last year, Tuesday night, and now Julia Roberts, right? So, and a commercial that's with, awesome. A
3: commercial with Gal Gadot's voice. She and I, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: you can't be stopped. But wasn't yeah. your commercial? Um, wasn't the Super Bowl ad? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Because yeah, I, I think what I uh, uh, when that when Ryan showed me oh, so when you, when you were on the podcast last last year, he was like, I need you to check out uh, you know his 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 stuff. And what was the commercial. I was like, oh my god, I recognize him from the commercial. I know this guy. That's <laughs> so, really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, like, uh, so he was in the commercial this year. It was the commercial for the at-home COVID test. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, and uh, Gal Gadot, I think, plays the COVID test. Yeah, Q. She's Q. being typecast right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were the smartphone, right?
3: I was the smartphone, but the funny thing about that, and this is just like, this is the it's the biz kid. It's the Chinatown, Jake, is that huh. uh, they brought me in, like I did a, a taped audition where they were like, we want the smartphone to be kind of elitist, sort of a John Cleese, like he's smarter than everyone in the room kind of a character. I was like, oh yeah, I've got a John Cleese kind of character. So we did sort of a John Cleese character as the telephone that's no smarter than, smarter than everybody else in the room. You know, so I had that kind of and they loved it and and i'm not an impressionist or anything but it's sort of like you go like oh i can do a john Cleese kind no, of thing and then
0: you're the rich little of today oh is it am
3: i oh you just had this conversation
0: <laughs> yes i'm bringing a call just back from this the conversation last episode.
3: a few episodes ago and i was yes. screaming i was screaming at the the podcast as you were saying it's like um not that you know this guy but i was like jim meskimen jim meskimen you don't know him but he's in gas I, really I got a whole story about okay. him, but um but the funny thing is, so they had me do, a, and then there was this thing, oh, we might want it to be a woman and blah, 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 blah. And there's a lot of back and forth. So I recorded a demo for them. So, and then we were going to record it on Monday and I think they're going to do it in a room with all of us with Gaga And then it got delayed. So they ended up not doing that. So, and I don't even know if that's true, but that was my kind of where I thought it was going. Yeah. So then they brought me in, they cast me, I got the gig, they brought me in and they had me do like three, four, four scripts. As this phone character, and they had me do it like as the John Cleese thing, and they said then they were like, D- "Could you do sort of a a Sean Connery, but but not like James Bond, Sean Connery, like Sean Connery on the SNL Jeopardy skits, Sean Connery, <laughs> no, really <no>. sort of." <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yes, it was your mother, Alex. You know that. <laughs> yes, oh, that's right? really good, man. I like that. Right. So I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. So I kind of did it that like him, and then they were like, uh, now let's try what? Uh, hey, how about Christopher Walken? I don't really have a Christopher Walken, so yeah, I, I yeah, tried yeah. something, but I don't. I was like, I don't think this. I don't think this works. Get to the chopper. Yeah, like there was a there was a brief time I think in my past where I had a Christopher Walken, and yeah. now I just. Don't really, you know, and I was like, eh, that's a week, but um, yeah. but uh, they have me do it that, and they may do it a couple other ways. Blah, blah, blah. So, all these lines, four scripts. Okay, fast forward the Q commercial is going to premiere in the Super Bowl. This is like literally a week and change before the Super Bowl that I recorded it. I was like, wow, that's turnaround, man. Yeah. And it comes out. And so the idea of the commercial is that you've got all the smart devices going, who is this new smart device? You know, who? what does she do? You know that? And, and she's Q and she tells us who she is. And, and there's the smart refrigerator commenting on it. There's the security system commenting on it. There's the Roomba commenting on it. There's like four or five different devices commenting on it. And then I'm the smartphone who, uh, (laughs) gets the you know like when she gets the results it goes to the smartphone because she and i work together that's like one of my lines and that i recorded yeah the the super bowl ad runs and everybody's talking oh who's this i'm q i'm this that and the other thing bah, 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 bah. and then the results come to the phone and the phone vibrates and falls onto the counter right <laughs> and my line was whoa and that was it that was it that was my <laughs> yeah. entire that was my entire super bowl ad performance was me going whoa! <laughs> oh, I was like that, after all, all that, that, that work i was like anybody anyway could have
4: gone whoa uh,
3: now there are other there are other ads there are shorter things on on the internet and social media stuff where i do i do the Sean yeah, carrie yeah, voice yeah. i do the john cleese but it does exist but for the super yeah. bowl ad it was almost so i i had to you know you know you know how it is it was sort of like okay all right well I still get paid the same as everybody else. Yeah, there that's you go. It, yeah, right?
0: that's what matters. But yeah. when I,
3: but Ryan, maybe you saw like when I posted it, I was basically like, "Hey, everybody, can you guess which voice I am?" <laughs> and I think even you were like, "Are you the Roomba? Are you the?" <laughs> I'm like, <Yeah>. "Nope, <laughs> nope, nobody guessed it because you barely hear me go, whoop, <laughs>
0: whoop." And, and uh, just real quick, uh, Them's the break. Our uh, our favorite uh, podcast listener, Miranda. Yelled at us that when we were talking about impressionists, that we didn't mention Phil Hartman. Oh yeah, yeah, that's oh. right.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Scott, you're you're absolved of this because you were sick. See, there you go. I
2: mean, if I'm, you were here, you I'm would probably screamed
0: out Phil Hartman.
2: There we yeah. go. Um, I'm safe.
0: But but looking at the show, so uh, the other cast members that I can see on here that would know, Patton Oswald's in it. Well, let's start um, with
3: Sean Penn as her husband. Yeah,
0: Sean Penn as her husband. Oh wow, Dan Stevens from as for, John uh, Dean from Downton Abbey, right? Yep, uh, Betty Gilpin, who just came off of Glow, yeah, is Modine. Yeah. Um, she Wiggum is G. Gordon Libby. He's, he looks great. I just saw a, a clip with him. He's going to be great. Allison Tolman, who was on the first season of Fargo, yeah, um, she's great as Winnie McLinden. And Patton Oswald's in here too as Charles Coulson. And, and um, it's amazing. There, and there
3: are a lot of other character actors a that lot of other characters you'll recognize yeah. from stuff aaron
0: hayes
3: has been in stuff nelson franklin you'll recognize matt um, Faxon. uh i i was very excited to be cast in a movie acting opposite julia roberts who i actually met oh. met before and um and then sean penn is in it and i was very excited about all this but secretly Guys, I was most excited when I when they added Patton Oswalt to the cast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I was can just see like that. I'm in I'm in a thing with
0: that. It's great. So so okay, so when you um you auditioned like this like the did you at this point was it uh still doing like sending in videos or you you audition yeah. in person? In
3: fact, they they if I'm not mistaken, they cast me off my audition. They didn't even call me back. Um oh. Do you guys watch Silicon Valley or did you watch Silicon Valley when it was? Yes. Okay. The director Matt Ross, okay, and Matt Ross you will recognize because he. I'm trying to get the name of the character because I don't want to mess it up. He played Gavin Belson on Silicon Valley.
4: Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's who he oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. And he directs. And he's directed some movies and some stuff. And a really delightful movie. I think it's called Captain Fantastic. I just was like, oh, what a great movie. Um, but yeah, he's Gavin Belson in Silicon Valley um which is a real single director. so he was the director who cast me like he saw i submitted a tape he cast me uh we because covid was still high and nigh we had a a meeting like a zoom meeting together yeah uh, so it was zoom and uh which was delightful to meet him and talk about what he wanted from the character and he's like i'm not i don't want imitations of mike douglas i just you, you have that essence of the interested night you know he just wanted me and to do the, you know, that, not to try to imitate my jugglers. And yeah. then, Fair enough. yeah, there you go. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and, and so that, that to me was as exciting as anything else, but it was really Patton Oswald. <laughs> when, Ooh, and yet, I don't, he wasn't in the cast huh. yet when I shot it, like it, or at least yeah. it hadn't been announced. Yeah. And when I heard he got attached and then the trailer, the, the, the teaser trailer came out. So for a while, I wasn't even talking about that I got this because I was like, it's such a weird small part. It's like two pages out of a 500 pages worth of material, right? Yeah. And it's such the thing that could totally be cut. Nobody would blink twice. I wouldn't be... surprised i know how these things work or maybe i'll just be on in the background and yeah i can go oh look over sean penn's shoulder there's me interviewing julia you've been hurt too many times yeah but i just it's not even that i just like i know how it works you know i'm not yeah it wasn't so i'm not gonna go around and i couldn't really talk about it but i also wasn't you know gonna you know be like "Check check me out check me out and then they released the first teaser trailer about i don't know two months ago now Mm-hmm. Take two and the second voice on the teaser trailer is my voice. And the first person you see her talking on the screen with in the, as that character is me. And I talked yeah. back to her. <laughs> and I was nice. like, Holy shit. Yeah, that that was like the, the mobile rock, like, this is real. Yeah, this is real. Uh, yeah. because, and I was like, okay, I guess I can tell people about this now. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and I yeah. posted it. And the, and the whole reason I'm telling this story is because I posted it and I tagged, like, you know.
1: Hey, look, everybody, I
3: guess I can tell you about this. I always did this thing. I'm looking forward to everybody seeing it and blah, 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 blah. That's my voice. That's me and Julia Roberts tag, Julia Roberts. And I tagged Sean Penn, the director, the, you know, just the, whoever had a thing. Um, it's, it's, uh, the, the producer is the guy who produced, um, Sam East meal, who did Mr. Robot. So, okay, yep. yeah. So I tagged you know, whatever just to, you know, self-promotion yeah. and all that stuff. And just because I knew he had been out of the cast and I adore him. So I tagged Patton Oswalt and the next day I got a DM from Patton Oswalt with like hearts, like, Oh, congrats, man is what he said. And I, Aww, Aw, that's awesome. that's I amazing, mean, man. I couldn't even tell you. And I did write him back. I wasn't going to be a, a, a freak about it but i wrote him back and just kind of said buddy it really means a lot that you reached out to me and you know whatever I'm, I'm an older guy who got back in acting a few years ago and i'm you know beside myself that i get to be in a movie and share a screen you know share a credit with you because i'm a huge fan and i really appreciate it yeah and he wrote back a nice little note you know saying go for it man have fun do your you know you follow, keep pushing you you know you got it going on and that it was just really sweet and then i left mm-hmm. it at that i just thanked him and like i'm not going to bother him anymore yeah, But yeah, um yeah. But boy, was that a nice little, like, he, I. it makes total sense that he would be someone to do that too. You know, like, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. like oh, he here's a big actor
3: in this right, thing right. who's posting about how excited he is to be in this. And like, you know what? Good for him. And that was really sweet. He didn't have to do that, you know?
0: Yeah. Nice. So the day that you shoot with uh, Julia Roberts, are you a little nervous?
3: Uh, here's the truth. Um, no. No. Oh. I, I, no. And my wife, I, I could bring her right now and she'll tell you as this was happening and it was, I was constantly like, they're not going to, they're not going to keep me in this, you know, I'm not, they're going to get somebody else. I don't look like Mike Douglas. I'm too heavy. I'm too this, I'm too that. Um, That was my only, I was, you know, I didn't really think that, but there was that when it happens, it's actually happening. You know, I'll believe it when I'm there. And I went in for the fitting and uh, all that hair, makeup, wardrobe. But my wife was like, Oh my God, you're what you're doing. You know, she was like, really kind of like, wow. You know, and, and I wasn't, I really wasn't. And I, and I talked and she was like, I can't believe you're taking this. So you're so chill about this. And the truth is we kind of talked about this last time. Um, if this had happened only like two years earlier, I would have been that, but then yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really and earnestly the best of my ability done the work quote unquote over yeah. the years and acting classes and audition classes and getting time on sets on commercials and, just i i can honestly say that you know and and i and i think like i said if it had been a year or two earlier i think i would have been like (laughs) but i was like (laughs) but i totally was in the pocket like i felt like i've got this i know what to do i'm going to be prepared i'm going to be able to work with her she's a professional and i'm going to be as equal to. i just i don't know what it was but i just was very much like yeah this is this is fine it was also
2: just the right timing for you too because you're ready for it you know like you said two years ago would have been different Totally. And, and, and I had met and talked with her
3: before, like <laughs> 30 years ago. And so right. I had, so I had a story, you know, to, to kind of be an icebreaker with her. Um, you know, that, not that I did that, but I told the director and then he brought it up. Um, oh, that's awesome. And she was very friendly and nice. we had a few chuckles on set. And so we, you know, we, we um, I'll, I'll just tell quickly my first job while I was still in college, well, I was an intern at the Texas Film Commission while I was still in college. And uh, my degree was in film production. And then I graduated and Governor Ann Richards uh, went all, was going on to run for governor in the re-election that she eventually lost to W.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But, um, yeah, that was the proper response. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, but, but the, but the head of the film commission resigned from her post so she could work on governor Richards reelection campaign and brought me because she had loved me as an intern brought me on to be the talent coordinator for this giant fundraiser for governor Ann Richards, where we were celebrating her 60th birthday party birthday. And we were having people like Don Henley and Willie Nelson and Lyle Lovett and, and, uh, Nancy Griffin and a few other people that are. You know, Alfred Woodard was one of the hosts. Mm. We're going to perform and raise money for her campaign kickoff, her re-election kickoff, and I was hired as the talent coordinator. Basically, my job was to make sure all those people got from the airports to their hotel, got to their rehearsals, got to their, and I could hire people to be point people. So I hired dependable friends. You know, it was a big job, and I got to meet all these people, which was kind of cool back then. You know, Don Henley and. Yeah. Willie Nelson, all that. Well, among them I mentioned was Lyle Lovett, Texas boy, right? These are all Texas musicians. And okay. Lyle Lovett, if you will recall, mm-hmm. had just married a young lady by the name of Julia Roberts.
0: That's a good Casey Kasem. Thank you. And um, yeah.
3: so we were all a tizzy. She was literally the biggest Box office star. Period. Right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post Pretty Women. Right around Sleeping with the Enemy. um Well past Mystic Pizza. There was something else in there. I forget. But it was like you know she was literally the biggest box office star. This woman, and she and Lyle Lovett had married, and he was might bring her. He might bring her. He might bring her. So we he got this big floral blue bouquet and this whole thing, hmm. and and yes, they came. And I have a visual memory of Lyle Lovett coming into the backstage area, the waiting area holding hands with Julia Roberts coming in. She was just wearing like a sweatsuit with her hair up in a scrunchie. And, and it's just like, and, um, I was not a celebrity, you know, person. I was I'm not like a star fucker or anything like that. So I was kind of like, yeah, yeah whatever. She's fine. And, um, and, and, and in fact I was, I've told people over the years, like, she just reminded me of like this girl from my eighth grade chemistry class. Like she, like who was my lab partner. Like she just seemed so just, yeah, she wasn't made up. She's a, she's just a normal yeah. person. And um, that was my thing. And so they were there to do this. I don't think she came to the actual fundraiser part of it, but she came to the sound check that day or the day before when Lyle came and just, here's the songs I'm going to do. And we got them up on the stage and whatever. And she and I literally sat together like a handful of rows back from the front of the stage and watched the sound check together, like right next to each other and That's chatted, awesome. you know, and chatted briefly. I don't remember what we talked about, but it was very, I didn't, like I said, I had no agenda. I was just sort of like, which was probably, nice for her because god knows yeah, what yeah, her yeah. life was like right then but we just you know very brief whatever and so that was a great story that i was able to tell or remind her of um here we are fast forward that was like early 90s and now we're 2021 or yeah 2021
0: yeah
3: and um and she, she doesn't remember me obviously although she would politely was like you do look familiar i'm like i look nothing like <laughs> the skinny but, you know, boy yeah. with long hair Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that sat yeah. next to you but that to be fair but uh yeah. but she looks the same my god um uh-huh. but uh that was very polite of her but she did definitely remember the event and cool and you know i didn't go into you and lyle had just been married only to divorce six months later you know whatever <laughs> i didn't go into yeah, that yeah, yeah. i thought that would have been what odd.
0: happened yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah. We probably there?
3: We've probably never talked about this before in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, um, but that was kind of an interesting thing because in the scene we're sitting exactly the same way we were sitting during really? sound check 30 years ago. You know,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. Did you guys do that? Since you said it's like uh, from a talk show that Douglas did, was there an audience there? No. Um, okay. All faked audience. In fact, the
3: crew was kind of scattered into the in the sound stage kind of you know applauding or going woo you know kind of giving us a little bit something to work off of but we didn't have any extras or anything like that. I don't know how it's going to get used in the film like for all I know i will only be on a TV that somebody else is watching or yeah. maybe they'll cut into the I don't know how it'll yeah. be used because in the the teaser trailer you can see the two shot of Julie and I sitting together and it looks like it's on a TV cuz the quality is a little grainy. Yeah. But they've they've removed the background of it. There is an ad, they rebuilt the entire Mike Douglas set. Like mm. just the just the where he sits and it had the big thing behind it that said Mike Douglas and kind of <laughs> laugh in seventies kind of font looking. And um yeah. so they had all that, but in the shot that's in the teaser trailer that that's all been like rotoscoped out and I don't know what the story is behind that but maybe it was just like too distracting to have it back there for that little shot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. so I don't know what's, you know, what they're doing with it, but they removed that. I thought that was interesting. And, um, and we just played like there was an audience there, you know? Um, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I just hope it doesn't fast cut to you going, whoa. And then <laughs> <cut out. laughs> like, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what I
3: said before. Like why I didn't talk too much about it before. Cause I'm like, that could be, I could be a version of that. It could still end up being a version of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Now, if, and, if and your first
2: scene had been with Pat Oswald, then wouldn't you have been nervous?
3: Maybe. <laughs> huh. I didn't think of that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Because it's, I mean, obviously it's a straight movie, but, you know, because it's dealing with Watergate, but it's, right. it is, there is a, what I've seen of the clip, what I read of the script, I read the script of my episode and it is excellent. And, nice. but it does have that sort of tinge of absurdity, like a tongue in cheek, kind of like, yeah, you know, a little bit of that catch 22 vibe or whatever, or you know, political satire it's in there. It's very serious content, but it feels like, um, there's definitely a, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? And yeah,
4: there, there's
3: so, a, yeah. there's a scene I just saw of G Gordon, Liddy, Liddy, um, bragging about the font that he used for a presentation that he you know it's like <laughs> that kind of humor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a strong, it's gonna be a strong week for TV because the the uh, week before on um, that Monday we have uh the season premiere of Better Call Saul.
4: Right. And Ooh. the following
0: Sunday we have the premiere of Gaslit. Yeah and the third season of Barry. Uh, <laughs>
1: another oh, great, oh another oh, great mode how show still exists. Oh yeah. So oh,
0: it's fantastic, Boston have you ever seen it?
1: I'm familiar with it. I just haven't actually caught.
2: Uh, oh, it is. So I've always seen the first season. I, keep, I, keep, I kept forgetting that season. Oh. It was already out. Uh, I need to go back and watch season test. Yeah, oh, it's one of
0: those um, that really got like massively delayed between season two and season three.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now, I have a uh, question a for you, Ryan. Show. Oh, okay. This involves you and your roommate. Uh, so are you going to make uh, you and your roommate uh, wait on Gaslit and watch like every week? Or are you going to let him binge it? Or how, how are you going to do it? That's a hard one.
0: We'll probably watch every week, I think. I think because I'm already gonna be committed. He's happy that I'm watching Better Call Saul with with you and Natalie. Oh, is he? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's because he can watch it at his own pace. Oh, sure, sure. Although Better Call Saul is one of those shows I have to watch every week.
2: Yeah. Like Okay, yeah. Like I
0: love it. Yeah. It's yeah. just gonna be So I'm excited. Do you um can we talk about Oh yeah, hundred
3: percent. In fact, okay. they would probably want me to. All
0: right. So what's promote this, this thing. Promote yeah. this thing. They need I, I just to... always want to make sure because, like, I don't want to start talking about something that's NDA. Yeah, yeah. Because that that gives more work for Boston to have yeah. to do in the <laughs> in the background. Him and Sarah. Um. So, what are you working on right now? Okay. So, so I'm intrigued.
3: Yeah. So, th- <laughs> so this is um. This is a fun one. This came out of um. Oh gosh, let me back up. This came out of. Uh, An actor, a female actor who I was in a comedy class with for, oh, maybe two years on and off. Um, Over the pandemic, she and her husband, they put me in a short film. No, they put me in a web series as a character because, you know, she reached out and said, oh, you would play his uncle. I'm like, great, I love it. And then we stayed in touch. And then over the pandemic, they would do these like Zoom performances like we did a Zoom performance of. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail and a Zoom performance of hey. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and a Zoom performance of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And they cast me a Santa in one and the, huh. the historian in the Monty Python. So we just kind of kept just, these are compulsive creators. This is like the, the type of person I'm talking about. These, this couple, uh, Lisa and Rich. And, and then they got involved. They'd been working with this other group of friends who they're very close with on this web series idea. I think it started even before the pandemic the idea is called Designing Empires. It's a <laughs> Star Wars fan production, hmm. right? It's a, a limited, uh, like a um, nine episode web series is the, the, the first season. It's the story. It takes place between Return of the Jedi and um, The Force Awakens. Okay. And the idea is it explores, <laughs> it explores how the Empire, in essence, went through the process of rebranding itself <laughs> in the wake of the emperor's death and <laughs> what yeah, it was yeah, yeah. to yeah. what it became, how it another
0: wasted up. death star. Yeah.
3: And, um, they wrote this kind of as a group writing effort. I don't want to, I'm not, I wasn't part of any of this, so I, I might, I don't yeah. want to mess up the history of it, but it was written as a group writing effort. And then the, over the time, they kind of went like, Oh, you two are really the core writers. So you're the writers and yeah, but everybody had creative inputs. So it was a very collaborative thing. Cool. amongst members who were producing, directing, but also acting in it. So they were like, okay, oh, yeah. these act- this group of actors essentially writing this thing. Um, and then over time, kind of like, okay, you're the writers, but we're going to stay and give you notes. And then, so they've, they've had this collaborative thing. By the time, so they all had a, ca- a, a character, like, I'm going to be this, you're going to be that, but they, as they developed it, they're like the main, for lack of a better word, it's an ensemble thing for sure, but Objectively speaking, the quote unquote main character, who's kind of, I think it was kind of the Michael Scott of the office, mm-hmm. um, was the, uh, the boss of the team, the, 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 um, the agency who was the Empire's agency, marketing agency, um, <laughs> uh-huh. who are tasked with essentially the um, job of rebranding the Empire. That's, that's a very simplified version oh, of okay. what this show is about. And the only reason that I'm in the position that I got the role. Um, nice. Yeah. I, I jumped to the, the finish, but the, yeah. but in any case, the, um, the only reason this guy is in that position is because he's the only person he keeps getting, he keeps failing upwards. Like he's really not. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's pretty inept in a lot of ways to be <laughs> in this job. It's only because he survived the two prior Death Star explosions. <laughs> All the other people with oh, the oh, whole experience wow. are good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just <laughs> yeah. eventually become Dude, the head of this I love agency. this concept so It's much. so good. It's so good. So, yeah. um, and, and this is where, you know, of course I would do it no matter what, if, if they wanted me to, but they were definitely like trying to do something a little different with the casting. and da, 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 da. But Rich and Lisa both were, we know the guy, we know the guy, we know the guy, we know the guy. And they had me in mind, the two of them. And so they were kind of on you know, a little bit vying for me to be a part of this. And they sent me the scripts. They're like, we need you need to do an audition because, you know, they they have some other ideas about what they'd like to cast, which made total sense, by the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but when I read this, they sent me the all nine scripts and I devoured them in one night. Like <laughs> nice. I was laying next to my wife in bed reading the scripts, nudging her every time I'd read some clever thing, and be like, oh my God, this is so smart. This is so smart and funny. And You're they're slapping really- your
0: hand down on the weighted blanket. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. And I'd be like, listen to this. And I'd read her a passage. I don't want to give anything away because there's some yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. It. And then, um, and as I read it, it was another one of these things like Nate in sitting deck where it's like, you know, you, you get that feeling. It's like, if they don't cast me in this role, they mm-hmm. are idiots, you know, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> They I know. are stupid yeah. which, you know, is really an yeah. uncool way to put it, but it was that idea. Yeah. Like, this is mine to lose. This is mine to lose. This is how I felt about it. And, um, and so, uh, I was so on board for this thing. And, and so they sent me some audition scenes and I recorded them. And thankfully we were all in the same way, same wavelength, you know, like Yeah. Okay. You are definitely the guy for this, (laughs) you know, like that kind of thing. And thank God I I was so, it's such a fun thing to be a part of. And now between the time they conceived it and the time the production came kicked in COVID happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think they were faced with this thing of like, well, how are we going to tell this story and blah, 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 blah. And do we wait till we can do this? But they were just really about creating something, you know, they really were about like, let's do something productive during this shitty time that will bring Mm -hmm. us joy and we can bring something into the world and all that, which again, I'm there for, I love this. So they reconceived whatever their initial idea was, as I understand it, to be like the whole show is told through a series of intergalactic zoom calls, zoom conference calls. (laughs) So the whole show is staged like through that, that screening of, okay, we're on screen. This person's talking, they're big. This turns you know, I've seen some of the, um, you know, production design work and stuff that they're done. And, and, um, and it, it's going to be cool. And hmm. so they had to reconceive it that way. And, and, but as such, we didn't want to shoot it on zoom, which was one way it could have happened because of the quality and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So when, by the time we shot it, we were again in, uh it was like August. So it was another one of those lulls in the waves of <laughs> COVID. So yeah. we actually, what we did was we shot it, um, on a big green screen sk- stage over the course of three days. All um, nine episodes? We all shot all nine episodes over the course of three days, because each episode's about 10 to 15 minutes long, roughly. Okay. But but because of the nature of it, we shot each of us sitting in front of, a you know, at the same time, like on this giant green screen stage, but each of us had an individual camera on us to simulate a Zoom call, um, but we couldn't do any cuts, right? Because we're talking in real time and like and the camera's always on us like we're never not on screen we we might shrink down mm-hmm. you know in in post-production and whatever but the idea was to shoot it in one take every episode and a couple of the episodes are broken wow. up a little bit basically so literally it was one of the most challenging acting experiences I have ever bar none had because in essence we had to memorize what was like 120 pages worth of script uh, for of course a three-day shoot and shoot them in one take and not be the person to fuck up the take you know (laughs) yeah yeah. how does that work because like
0: i can tell you right now if i was ever on snl yeah i would basically be horatio sands right i would ruin every every sketch by cracking up laughing
3: well i i I am i have to give props to everybody for it helped them that they wrote it you know (laughs) but and we had you know we had little cheats we had a little we did have a, a script that was um, scrolling on a little monitor in front of our face. So we could kind of, eye check it or whatever, but you don't want your eyes to stray. You don't want to look like you're reading. You can't. So I would really only use it to make sure I didn't forget what was coming up. Not what I was going to say. Okay. So like, I don't miss my cue. Um, and, but that was very useful. So that was a little bit of a cheat, but partly because, you know, again, you got a 15 minute scene or whatever. And then nine minutes in, somebody goes, Oh, I missed my line. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. back to one, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and we had very few of those, thankfully. That's awesome. Because everybody was so on top of it. And um, yeah. and we shot it over two days and then came back a week later and did the third day. So we, I could kind of break up my memorization work, which is, okay. was very challenging. And But I can honestly say it's like, if not the most difficult challenge so far since I've been back in acting, definitely the most unique challenge um, in doing it. And they had wardrobes. So we had sort of like, you know, we look like... <laughs> we we belong in that universe and yeah and it's all about the inner workings and the me trying to you know maintain um you know <laughs> leadership and and not being well suited for it I, yeah. I,
2: right now, I, I cannot wait to see this i i yeah. think
3: i honestly th- it's weird because i i've said to my wife and i could be wrong but i'm like i feel like this is the thing that might generate like for my acting career side like the most kind of interest from people, (laughs) you know, in some ways, like, he's he's such a delightful, again, one of these sort of like, Oh God, what a, what a loser, but Oh, I want to root for him, you know, same kind of thing. So for that and the, and the supporting cast who also, again, creatives behind this project are so good in their in the characters they've created. And it's just a love letter to, you know, people who love star Wars and, tons of inside jokes about things that we all call out star wars for you know what i mean like (laughs) just and there's some of them are super subtle it's like blink and you miss it and some of it is just like what a tribute to that i was so impressed and and um and i what i and then just a couple weeks ago maybe you saw on my social media we did some pickup shots and and reshoots and um just because we we had to recast something and you know things happen and Mm -hmm. um so we had to do some research. So I just said, I was like, well, let's not, this is different because we're just shooting one person at a time. So I basically set up my garage where I do my, my, you know, self tape auditions as a little mini green screen studio. The guy, I didn't do it. They did it, but they used my garage and we shot a little bit of stuff with me. And then uh, a couple, several other characters came back and we shot some pickups and things like we had some technical issues with some footage and, you know, but we, they figured out the most efficient way to, um, uh, redo it and insert it in and not mess up what the performances we'd already captured. So good, I think, good. yeah, knock on wood, it'll all come together. And I said that to my wife, I was like, the performances are great. The script is great. It really it all lies on what will it look like post production wise and graphic wise mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And you know, is that'll that, be, the, is that that'll be what as, makes as it as
2: right now. Post production still. Yeah,
3: pretty much. They actually were aiming. There was like this kind of hope, like, can we get this out by May 5th? I I'm not in the loop on it I just hear every so often updates uh, my assumption is at this point that's not going to quite happen yeah gotcha. because uh, yeah we wanted to shoot the reshoot several months this you know just like scheduling for this podcast right we wanted to shoot the um <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to shoot the pickups like several months back but it was just the logistics of getting everybody together to do it you know uh in a concentrated fashion was you know challenging well, and so we what will be released,
2: released on do you know yet uh, I
3: well, there. I'm I, my understanding is it'll be a, like a, a widely available streaming thing. There
0: is a Patreon, in fact, I should promote them. Yeah, Hold sure. on. we can uh, and we can put it in the show notes too. The,
3: the first season is paid for, right? It's okay paid for like it's done. They're shooting, they're covering it. They've got maybe some people helping out in the financing a little bit, but they are accepting like anything you do to help us offset the costs. Awesome or prepare for season two. And believe me again, provided that everything works out with the graphics and the post-production and it does what I'm in my dreams, it will. Um, I'm yeah. like, I want a season two. I would watch a season two of this. Yeah. Um, you know, whether I were in it or not, I would be like, this, this oh, is- Oh, uh...
2: that's how I feel right now. Like, just, just <laughs> listen to you describe it, I'm I'm sold.
3: And, yeah. and, and that's exactly the reaction they love to hear because they're like, not just is there, you know, Star Wars fans who- Love this sort of thing if it's done lovingly and with honor. Yeah. Um, but that's also also the whole yeah. notion of the of the you know the story of this this company. You know, the yeah. like we, a lot of us work in these sort of like creative design firms or <laughs> or subcontracting things, working with clients that are unreasonable. <laughs> they may not be the empire <laughs> or the first order, but their feel right. is it. <laughs> so. Yeah there's all that dynamic so the and especially cuz it's um uh they're sort of you know a branding and marketing team the the guy who created it is is in that world and he's like they have a whole subculture that would love to see this even oh, if they're sure. not star wars fans they'd be they'd get a kick and, out and of it and
2: have, like a michael scott type character you know <laughs> behind the whole thing too. so <laughs> oh that's great
0: yeah yeah yeah. Um, I would say, like, and you know, we're not a well-oiled machine here, so bear with us. Right, right. But, me, um, me either. Yeah. When it gets closer to when they're going to premiere it, if you want to see if one or two of them want to come on with you, oh yeah, we can do like a PDQ episode where we promote the hell out of it for oh, sure. Hell yeah. I'm
3: pulling up the. I believe the. Uh, yeah, the website is just there's just a like a temp website now that the yeah. um the the creator producers, the main guy his uh, son put up just to have a placeholder who did a very charming little, his son's like, I don't know, 10. I don't know, but just, yeah. but it's just, it is designing empires.com. One word, designing empires.com. Oh. Very simple. Oh, okay. has, I don't know if the Patreon set up yet, but they're doing a Patreon. I'm looking. Yeah. It's not quite set up, but there's a link. So eventually they'll get that up and running.
0: Yeah. And um, people listen to these episodes throughout the year. So yeah. By the time you listen to this episode, check that uh, designingempires.com. I'm yeah. on it right and see now. See if the Patreon's up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I do. yeah, know... see when they get closer if they want to, one or two of them want to come on and and talk about it with you. Yeah.
3: In fact, they, there's more up to date activity on the Facebook page. Because okay. like, I just looked at the I haven't bit on this. The, they're, they've got the like casting characters or crew. Uh, but if you click on the Facebook link at the bottom of the page, it takes them to the Facebook page. And that has photos of us
2: in our as our
3: characters somewhere down here, I think.
2: I don't know. Yeah. It looks like the Patreon the tab is there, but it's not actually active yet.
3: If you go down to the Facebook tab, you can scroll through, uh, you know, um, in fact, I've got, I'll click you to my character. I'll, I'll send it in show notes here if I can figure it out.
2: Um, I love it. I'm seeing a, a group shot right now. That's fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) i even love your face you have man that's brilliant yeah
3: he's 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 exactly that guy yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah so we had a lot of fun and and um and we had this wonderful wardrobe person fabrica is her what she goes by she's um she was like just cobbling together star wars looking wardrobe out of odds and ends and Stapling this to that, and gluing this to that, and stitching this right. to that, and like making like this looks like a rebel jacket. Okay, put it on, you know. <laughs> and, and then, and nine episodes for each of these characters. Plus, we have stormtroopers, imperial um, officers, conspiracy theorists from this world <laughs> who have all sorts of conspiracy theories about what have might happen, might might have happened to the empire emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant stuff. So yeah, the Death oh, Star what? never blew up. Oh, get me started.
0: <laughs> um that's exciting uh and that's what i'm excited for yeah just uh when you get a closer date let us sure. know and uh and i'll yeah, you know and I'll,
3: I'll probably post about it on our our little um facebook group too you know when it yeah. gets closer because those folks will love it and
0: yeah.
2: yeah i have exciting news to share oh i, I just officially like the page
3: <sighs> nice
2: i know Thank you. i know i know i know
0: yeah <laughs>
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, follow this it. is
0: this is going to be a great fall for us because um I just booked today uh Tavis you know Tavis um he's right now he did The Walking Dead we brought him on two years ago to talk oh about yeah, the I, Dead. Remember. yeah um, I remember yeah he is now doing uh helping coordinate with the special effects for the interview with the vampire TV show oh that's exciting really? yeah and I'm trying to convince him to come on here and also do a reunite team of his uh acapella group traffic jam got he's tra- not down with that part. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. i remember
3: that because i was gonna brag about my old band i never did so oh
0: uh, that's we got and that we for could, next uh, time yeah
3: we get there that's right we could and we could oh, we got a, a battle.
0: battle of the bands thank
3: Ooh. you yes. <laughs> battle of the i don't know what year he was in but like the night early 90s bands or whatever <laughs> That was my that was my year dude
2: um, uh, i'm on your site still i'm scrolling down look at all these little little posts that, that you guys have made this is brilliant this is brilliant stuff
3: they're doing, yeah, they've got a, they've got um, a social media person who's very, that's her day job, but she's doing this on the side. Well, she's doing a
2: great job. <laughs> she's doing a great job.
3: Trisha, Trisha uh, Pancio. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right, but I think that's it. Yeah. That's she, awesome. She's, she's delightful. She came to the reshoots just to get some pics and things. And yeah, she's cool. I don't know if so, I've
2: ever been more excited for a guest thing than I am right now. <laughs> oh, there's, I, you know, I'm happy, but I'm more happy
3: to tell them because they, 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 they. they They've been getting that kind of thing as they tell people about it. And, yeah. And, and then yeah. they're like, oh, the people are going to love, you know, like, yeah, well, you better deliver, motherfuckers. Cause, you know. yeah. right. <laughs> That's what
0: we'll say right now. Before we bring them out, we need to see an episode because this is shit. Well,
3: yeah. Shit, well, I, I did. <laughs> I did. You know, I was like, I just because I'm not in the loop on the process, but I did ask a couple weeks ago, Trisha. in fact, like, is there anything, any sneak peek thing I can share in the way of a clip or a this or that or that isn't on Facebook, kind of like exclusive to the podcast guys, you know, cause I'm going to be on the show and she like, she looked into it, but there just isn't anything ready for yep. anyone to peek at. Yet. Right. Yeah. Cause I thought it'd be fun to show you guys like,
0: here's a, That's a little backstage thing for everybody that listens. My whole sole reason for having a podcast is that I get to look at stuff before anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the right. sitting duck
3: link. I like held off as long <laughs> as I possibly could because I was like, <laughs> yeah. it might be readily available by the time we do the thing and it's still in festivals and I hate to ask Aaron. And, but yeah, then yeah, once yeah. you got to know Mike and Sophia, it became easier because I was like,
0: Oh, it's that guy you talked to. Online. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it is starting to storm really bad here. So we'll start going into our recommendation section. Okay. Uh, sure. Recommendation station. Is that right, Boston?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. You I like didn't it. put up a fight this time, so it makes me a little sad. Um, what? Let's, let's start with Boston. What's your recommendation?
1: Uh, I'm going to be honest. My recommendation uh, is uh, another one of the day one releases on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, oh. Weird West. Okay. Oh, yeah, what? yeah,
0: yeah. What is Weird
1: West? Uh, Weird West is a top-down action RPG that's kind of a throwback to the... like It's kind of the isometric top-down RPGs like Wasteland or Fallout 1 and 2. Okay. Uh, now, it is an action RPG, so it's not turn-based, but there are various things you can kind of like slow down time to be like, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is... It is a very... It's an interesting story at this point, but... It is definitely like every choice you make has a consequence, mm.
2: and it starts it, off brutal too. Like it starts stupid. off pretty
1: brutal. Like yeah, I buried my son within the first ten minutes of playing. Right. <laughs> oh god. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 A lot of versatility you can do with the char- different characters. Um, I've now learned that each at least at the start here, I'm going through the chapters of like six different people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of each chapter, I can go back and recruit my, I can recruit my former self back into the party. Oh, cool. Which is kind of a weird, weird weird mechanic. But one of the things they, one of the things they said uh, in one of the little prompts was, be careful. Unlike some, uh, some other games, everyone is fair game. Key characters to stories can be killed off, and that's oh, just so it. you can kill NPCs oh. that have
0: like quests.
1: Yeah, and like oh, in-game, like in-game NPCs, you can kill early, or if you if you, somebody you need to talk to for like the the last like the final stuff, and you kill them by accident, sucks. Do Dang. they kind of let you
0: know which characters aren't going to try to fight you, so you don't accidentally just shoot them to death, thinking they're going to come after you?
1: They try, although there seems to be a little bit of the. It, it is a little buggy sometimes. Mm. Um, like, what was it? There's, there's a recurring thing where this witch. Uh, it's a it's a random encounter as you're traveling, where this witch is just trying to is trolling you, mm-hmm. and, at one point she has like these two people, locked in cages, and I guess you're supposed to decide which one to kill but i don't know because every time i load in one of them aggroes my two party members and they shoot him to death
2: oh dear god you can't stop it can you
1: yeah i can't and i've i've tried i've tried reloading it several times and it just it's just a bit of a bug there um as well as yeah sometimes it just bugs out and um oh you gotta be real careful if uh, so do you remember in shadow of Mordor? how they had the uh, the vendetta or the yeah, the, yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah nemesis and, yeah. and ally That's system brilliant yeah. system they have really a similar was. they have a similar thing where if you save somebody from something terrible happening they will become your friend for life and every now and then if you're if you're in like dire straits they'll show up and help uh, as an extra npc oh cool oh so, so far kind from of like
2: a serious stranger in fallout would just show up every
1: now kind there? of, okay. Although um, so far only like three of them haven't died in that battle.
2: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> and, oh, that's awesome! Oh wow. Uh, the other uh, and, and the other thing goes as well, where if you if there are named NPCs in a battle and you kill off the boss like early, mm-hmm. they'll run off and be like, "Vendetta started," oh, shit. and then they'll just they'll just show up later, being like. And, the, and like the most inopportune times too, where of it's course. just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's like, "Hey, this is a strictly diplomatic mission that we need to take care of." And vendetta, shit. Huh. And oh, you gotta be careful because uh, I don't know how many times it'll happen while I'm in a town. I just walked into a town, and if I hit, if my guns or my uh, in my posse's guns hit anything like in the town all the deputies descend upon me as though I had just, you know, murdered somebody. I'm like, fuck. Huh? Wow. So that,
0: and this is free on the game pass. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's, it's free on game pass. Um, and it's, it's reasonably priced on other, on other formats. I definitely recommend getting it. Cause it's just like, it there's a few things that needs to work out and hopefully they'll patch it out, but yeah. oh my God, it is so, so much fun just getting to run around and be, and, and it definitely lets you like, you know, uh, because because it's not super graphic intensive they have all this room to be like do you want to be a greedy piece of shit thief or do you want to be a noble bounty hunter or like you can choose so many different options i and love that though that's that's great
0: that sounds cool and probably sounds like it has more like multiple endings too
2: mm-hmm. hell, awesome. hell if you could even get to an ending <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> true
0: yeah um that's awesome i'll go next uh my recommendation is an Apple Plus show. I almost feel like we're being sponsored by Apple Plus. Because, like, <laughs> uh, what about Stars? But, um, Come on. Yeah. Uh, stars is great too, Michael. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, it's called Severance. It's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. stars Adam Scott, um, Christopher Walken, John Turturro, and Patricia Arquette. Oh,
4: um, wow. Oh, cool. Um, Look at
0: Full I think every episode is directed by Ben Stiller. The concept of the show is this company uh, creates this thing that they can implant in your brain to where your home life and your work life are basically separate people. When you step into the elevator to go to work, you don't remember anything until you step off. And the work person remembers from when they log out of work and then when they log back into work. Oh, that's my dream. So the work work Adam Scott's uh, best friend goes missing. He shows up to the at home, Adam Scott, letting him know, hey, what you think is happening at work is not happening. And at the same time, you have to think, how is the world for the people that only know work? Because they don't know sleep. They Um, don't know relaxation. Only thing they know is they're basically slaves. Oh, and whenever they act up they get sent to something called the break room, which they've only kind of alluded to, Mm. but it sounds terrifying. Um, (laughs) But it's fantastic. I'm two episodes in Um, people that have watched the whole series says, uh, I think the person, one person I read said the episode nine is probably his favorite hour of television in the last year.
2: Oh Oh my God. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's called severance. Um, It's incredible. It's, well, you could tell by that cast.
2: Adam oh, yeah. Scott. Um, anything? I'm just. I, well, I will I say this: really this. The, the last thing Ryan recommended me was a, a show uh, on Apple TV, and I'm addicted to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take your word on this one, buddy. The Yeah, the and, form? and it's kind of, it's kind of Yeah, for all mankind. Right. For all mankind. It's yeah. also
0: kind of funny for you because we all know when we're at work, we have a different kind of personality at work. Sure. And in a way, Adam Scott's playing that too. Like his work identity. They called the outside of work an Audi, and the person inside work an Any. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's it's just phenomenal. Uh, definitely recommend it. That can't uh, be good for the psyche. <laughs> but, um, Scott, what's your uh, recommendation? I mean, there's
2: only one thing. Okay. There's only one thing I can recommend right now. It's it's something I've I've put 160 hours in so far. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't not recommend anything else, uh, and that's Elden Ring
3: oh you uh, too ryan uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah we're, we're michael both seed on my posts. Uh, oh yeah 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 like it's so funny like when ryan first started playing this game we were talking about it, it's like yeah i don't I don't think this is a game i'm gonna like ever really beat i'm gonna play for a little while and probably be done and what how many hours are you in there like over 100 120
0: as well? uh, yeah exactly crazy for me um and I still feel like I haven't seen half of the game.
2: Yeah, same. I'm like 160 something hours in, and I feel like there's so much more to go. Like it, it is, it is the most fun I've had in a video game in a long time. I'm completely addicted to it. Uh, but fun, also...
3: equal parts fun and frustration. Yes, fun and <laughs> yeah. frustration. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it seems 100%, to 100. Yeah.
2: yeah. But but I also really love the Dark Souls series. Uh, so I already like that kind of not that it's the same thing, but it's the same universe type. Uh, of a game so it's 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 right up my alley anyway so it's it's basically if you ever wanted to play dark souls and you're too scared of how hard it is this is what you want to play because it, it's still really difficult but it's not like kick you while you're down dark souls hard uh, yeah
0: and if you're willing to put in the time grinding right you can kind of alternate how difficult the game actually is.
2: absolutely yeah because if you stuck if you're stuck on a boss you know you can just leave and go grind or go somewhere else and do whatever you know you're you're you never really feel like you have to be stuck on a particular boss
0: yeah i uh got to a boss two nights ago Got i decided to take a few days away <laughs> from the game uh but oh, i was yeah, screaming <laughs> i was cussing at one point i said Jesus, if you're listening, if you let me beat this boss, I will love you forever. (laughs) I literally said that. And then I lost and started taking the Lord's name in vain. And then immediately apologized and said, I'm just kidding. Please help me. (laughs)
2: That's
0: so funny, yeah. And at one point, I heard a police siren outside the window, and I decided the police sirens it was the police sirens' fault that I couldn't concentrate on this boss.
4: (laughs) There you go, there you go.
0: (laughs) Suddenly, I was down with the ACAB people,
1: (laughs) right? (laughs) Master blames his tools, right? Yes, yes. He
2: said, Man, I have. Uh, what did you say? Like uh that's something, something like I it took
1: 120 in... hours.
0: Yeah, to yeah,
2: Throw my controller. Right, that's what it was. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: it's uh, it, it's so weird because you feel like you're super powerful and you pretty much are. You yeah. can tank some bosses, but if you get overconfident, oh. you're gonna get taken out by some dumb little character.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's the it, it's just some little nobody, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah.
0: So you're um. You're 160 hours in, Scott?
2: Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Uh, You just beat the Academy, right? No. So I took a break. Uh, So I'm at at the Academy boss. She started kicking my ass so bad, I was like, I've got to stop. So I just started watching For All Been Kind. Kind. That was a couple (laughs) days ago. I I haven't went back since. So I'm right now at the Academy boss. Okay. It took
0: me – it was my third time. And on my second try on that boss, I got her down to her second form. Yeah, And I literally had a sliver of health left on her. When I died, oh, no.
2: <laughs> and I Friday sat there
0: night. and stared at that screen <laughs> oh, for a couple minutes, I could feel my eye twitching.
2: Yeah. Well, the first yeah. time, the first time I got to the her, her second forum I, she as soon as it, uh, I, the site started, she shot some some magic thing at me, and I instantly <laughs> died. Uh, yeah. There was nothing I could do. I even had my shield up, and there was nothing yeah. I could do. So,
0: yeah, it's frustrating because the save point to her. It's not like a lot of it where there's like like a stake of Maria, I think they're called. Like yeah. that's close. You have to, you you have to go a good in. distance. I know, yeah.
2: I know. And that that actually is way more common in Dark Souls. That that's one of the most frustrating things in Dark Souls is how far away you are when you die from the boss. Uh having to get back to it is the most frustrating thing. Luckily in this game, that's not all that's not the norm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So good game, Scott. Oh yeah. Uh, Michael, what is your recommendation? I'll, I'll
3: preface it firstly by just doing a callback because you guys, I asked you a question last time I was on, and I just want to update you and let you know that my daughter and I have been working our right way through the Last of Us.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Nice. I, nice. I asked okay.
3: you last time, I think I was like, "Do I need to do both parts?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah, we like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're like, like, you were like yeah. yeah, yes. yeah, very, very, <laughs> very adamant, as I recall. Yeah. So, um, so the way we did it is like she's basically playing it, and then I'm. I've just kind of been wingmanning. Okay. Um, and I right. and now she's old enough and good enough at this that I just don't need to help. Yeah. Like, but I'm definitely coaching and yelling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get it's the, like the flamethrower. What are you thinking? <laughs> you know.
2: Well it's like oh, a, child, on, a song or... almost. You can sit there yeah. and watch it with her, it almost be like it grows into like a movie. Oh, for sure. Yep. It's so well
3: done. And so we've got through the first part, and then somewhere in there, I was like, because I wasn't really getting to play, I just started playing it like (laughs) (laughs) also, like my identity, right? On my my PlayStation identity. So it was like, so I'm kind of behind her playing the game on my own. Now, you know, I know a lot of the solutions and tricks and things, that's fine. I just wanted to, there's parts that I'm missing because i'll be like okay i've got to go to adult things like McDinner, dinner and she keeps playing and i don't know what happened <laughs> right. so oh, she doesn't pause
0: it you just say pause it
3: no not oh, her. oh no that's savage but she'll come home from school now and just start playing and i'll be like i'm in hollywood what are you doing you know but that's yeah, yeah, fine yeah, yeah. it's fine so i'm playing it i'm kind of piggybacking behind her gotcha. but like i think i had i had to help her like literally help her for the first time oh it was last night or the night before in part two because there was the situation she just could not get past and i was was like just let me just let me do this and i did it yeah but other than that i haven't helped her at all so um that i just wanted to give you guys that update because it's been great and we're nice sorry
2: are you on are you the second one now
3: where she's on the second one i am um i am on the first one but because i know how the story works yeah i I got to the point where um where he josh right is that name whatever Uh, joel 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 Joel, thank you thank you joel joel you know fell and got impaled by the by the rebar oh right yeah yeah, 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 right and then she's got him sequestered and then it jumps forward in time and it's winter right yeah well i use that opportunity to exit the game and then start doing the little side game um last of us left behind
0: oh so you did the flashback at that point
3: i just went in and did the flashback at that point because now i knew that's where that fell so i was like oh i'm just gonna do this this way because she has that whole adventure in the mall where she's got him and trying to find a health kit and it kind of fills in the blank you know gotcha so that just because i knew because i saw charlotte do the full game and then do the side game i was like oh i know where this comes in the story and when that part hit i was like you know what i'm gonna detour so i'm kind of finishing that up and uh, I have to, you know, I have to kind of pace myself because it's like, you, you, um, you all know how this is. It's like, what? It's four a.m. How long I've been playing? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. sure. I have to be really yeah. careful. It's like, yeah. 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 So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. That's not a recommendation. That's just an update. Okay. Uh, no, no um, awesome.
2: God, 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 you did. We're yeah. happy that we can bring
0: fathers and daughters together.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, thank that's you. That's
2: what because, PRB, AFK does. Yeah, that's
0: what Boston said when he said, "Ryan, our mission here is to bring fathers and daughters yeah. together." Well, I'll do a <laughs>
2: testimonial.
3: I'll do a testimonial. My relationship with my daughter was on the rocks for you. <laughs> <laughs> then I went on the BRBAFK podcast. Okay. And of I'll course, we'll it.
0: have that same song playing in the background that you love so much. The cats and the cradle in the silver. No, no who's to no, no, think we, of that one? No. No. Uh, no, that's, per- that's, that's ama- perfect, bro. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, uh, so, okay, oh,
3: so, so I have two recommendations. One of them is kind of an esoteric, artsy, fartsy thing. Maybe. Okay. And the other one's more of a woo-woo, just passing on some good vibes thing. So my um, my artsy one is like, we just had the Academy Awards, just the Oscars. Um, Coda won. That was delightful. Yep. Some great films. But a film that got overlooked, I don't even think it was nominated for the Academy Award, was a movie that I only saw because it was nominated. Uh, the, the, one of the lead actresses in it was nominated for Best Actress in the SAG Awards. And this was the first year, being in Gaslit, I had to join SAG. Um, there's, I finally had a hundred fully do it. So it was the first year I got to vote in the SAG awards. So I was like, I'm watching every movie I get to <laughs> vote. in the SAG. So I did. And there was this movie that I think got mostly overlooked that I got to say is kind of my favorite movie of the year. Okay. And oh. I just pass. I'm <laughs> kind of a pun here. I'm passing this on for anyone who missed it, which is probably most people, because I just got so much out of this film. It's called passing. Okay. Um,
2: I'll see what you did and, there.
3: yeah huh. I, I didn't do it on purpose it just kind of <laughs> happened there. i was like oh look at that <laughs> um it, it the the connection to the nerds in us is that it's one of the two main stars is uh, tessa thompson who is valkyrie in the thor movies mm-hmm. um and an actress named ruth nega who's been in stuff and she was on preacher yeah and um i believe that's correct and it is uh, kind of was an unexpected, like I watched it for the SAG Awards. and I w- remember walking into my wife in the kitchen and going like, I think that's my favorite movie of the year. I just watched it. Huh. It's it's black and white. It takes place in the 1920s. And it tells the story of these two women, black women in the 1920s, in New York, um, who are both light skinned. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're old friends from school. So the light skinned black women, Harlem, 1920s. One of them has followed kind of a, for her life, you know, her scene, a conventional path. She's married to a doctor, black doctor. And the other woman at some point was in a situation. I don't remember the exact details, but she's basically passed as a white woman her whole hmm. life. Okay. And it's the story of them to the two of them reconnecting in 1920s Harlem. And that weird tension of, what one of them covets from the other one, like mm. you've had this life because you've been able to do this and frame yourself this way dishonestly. And the other woman missing her connection to like her, <laughs> it sounds very, it's just told very raw Yeah, yeah, and yeah. beautifully and shot in black and white. Um, uh, Alexander Skarsgård plays the husband oh. of the, of, of, uh, yeah, of um, Ruth Nega who's the woman who passes for white, like this elegant black lady who passes for white. And he doesn't know she's black. He's a racist. He says horrible things about black. So it's this whole tension of, do I protect my friend and her secret? Do I out her? Am I jealous Mm -hmm. of her? There might be this undertone that feels pretty strong to me that there might be a little bit of a a same sex attraction between the women, which gives the the, the passing title a double meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, And, the cultural tension of that was so fascinating to a story to tell and not to mention like the, you know, it being oftentimes these stories, like just something so foreign to my experience. And so something I would never in a million years know anything about, or probably even on my own proactively look into, but knowing that there was this thriving cultural scene in the 1920s in Harlem in the black community that was just like this whole upper middle class scene where there was like this, 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 uh, caste structure between the, the black Americans who had some money and effluence and they had their own scene that was like separate bubbled away from white America and their own inner tension. And it's just told so beautifully. And, um, Fascinating, again, fascinating to me because I'm like, I wouldn't know anything about this in my experience. And it was yeah. like, I likened it to like, you know, seeing the Watchmen miniseries and learning about, you know, what happened there with Black Wall Street and that tragedy. And I'm like, i never, well, I'm 50 years no, old, absolutely. I've never yeah, heard yeah, this yeah. story. Oh my God. Yeah. Similarly with this, like, I didn't know it was like that there. and And not to mention this, I remember seeing the Spike Lee movie, School Days, back in the early 90s that dealt with, rivalry on campus rivalry on black campuses between the light-skinned black kids and the dark-skinned black kids. And how it was just like this vicious scene. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is fascinating. And the performances are wonderful. The The movie's beautiful. It's told very slowly and takes its time and it's tragic and well done. And there's this sort of recurring jazzy, a discordant jazz piano motif that they use between scene transitions and stuff that, becomes like almost this emotional refrain through the film. And it just, I just fell in love with this movie (laughs) and, Hmm. um, nobody has seen it. And I'm kind of like, you know, uh, Tess, um, she was, up. I'm sorry, Ruth Nega was up for best actress. Uh, and that's why it came through on the screeners for me. So I, if you like, uh, you know, indie films and something that might be a little slower and and just really examining what it is to be human in a situation like this, the, I highly recommend it. It's called Passing.
0: Yeah, I really dig her. Um, and yeah. just for everybody listening at home, according to Google, as of right now, it is available on Netflix.
3: Yes, I think Netflix Perfect. might have produced it. I'm not sure if it was a Netflix production or not. I don't remember. But okay. I would have never seen it if it hadn't been nominated for that her award. And And I was like, oh, what a joy. I just, I don't know, for whatever reason... I clicked with it and of all the nominated films, that was my, like the Belfast was great. Of course, Coda was wonderful. There were several years this year, but this one just really was like, man, I feel different. I feel like I've, I feel like (laughs) I've learned something about life watching this movie. So it was really cool. Nice. And then my, my sort of woo woo thing that I just want to share is something that I kind of discovered during the waning days of, um, uh, you know, COVID and the pandemic that it's helped me deal with some emotional and mental stuff that I'm just sort of astonished how helpful and simple it is. Um, and maybe some of you have flirted with this or something adjacent to it, but, um, I got into, um, transcendental meditation and it was, yeah. And it was something, (laughs) did you say, what did you say? I said, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, but I did, I just started to, uh, I, 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 took a a course and everything and it's so simple and it just has brought a lot of quiet to my mind. I started to realize like, Oh my God, I constantly have this tape running in the background. That's making me mm-hmm. anxious and depressed and, and, and self judgmental yes. about myself and blah, 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 blah. And, and now just doing it like I do, I try to do it twice a day in the, mor- uh, the morning 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes like and it's so simple and it's not like it's i, I can't even believe and it, it it scientifically supposedly it activates like alpha waves in your brain and just settles these things down and i just ugh, it's made such a weird simple difference for me over the last the course of life. my wife kind of got into it a little bit before me yeah. even though i've been kind of thinking about it for a while so i just urge anybody who is there, there are other paths to this sort of thing but for me I just urge anybody who's interested, look into it. Transcendentalmeditation.com. It's a nonprofit organization. You pay a little money to get like a, you could go take a course on it. It's like a three or four day course. And then that's it. It's not a cult. You don't keep paying money to people, throwing money down. a This hole. ends
0: up being like the new Scientology. I'm going to be really mad at you. <laughs> it's nothing like
3: that. Nothing, uh, like that. nothing like that. Nothing like that um you know you oh yeah there are courses and getaway and you know whatever you can do all that yeah, stuff yeah, but you yeah. don't need to it's just teaching you the, the fundamentals of it and understanding kind of what's going on that's all the class is and then you have lifetime access to any of their resources just by having done that once you can go back okay. and take a refresher course no charge blah 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 so this isn't me touting transcendental meditation yeah, yeah, yeah. Dot, dot com but the the mm-hmm. actual exercise of it has like been oh my God, why didn't I oh, Why didn't I try this sooner? I
0: think it, it's smart too that you do it in the morning and at night because that's yeah. how I've been doing my Headspace app. Yeah, and that's but a version of The morning of this, and yeah. at night are yeah. the two times where I'm most likely to be attacked by my brain.
3: Yeah, and and I don't know, are you like? is the Headspace app, I kind of know it, but is, is it like a, a guided meditation situation? Is that yeah, what that is? Yeah, you can do right. like,
0: a, it has you different options on there if you want to do yeah. like a guided one, if you like a, a 10 minute uh, before you sleep, you have all kinds of different options.
3: Well, just uh, in a simple nutshell, and I'm not a trained, <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not a somebody who teaches this. Or anything, but in a nutshell, TM, all that is is like um, they assign you a personal mantra, which is like, in my case, it a, a simple two syllable word from like from the from Sans, it's like Sanskrit. It's just a word, it means nothing, yeah. doesn't matter what it means. It's a word, and you literally just learn to repeat that word in your head for 20 minutes with your eyes shut. And sometimes you drift away from the word and you realize it and you go back to the word, no stress if it happens, but you're not talking to yourself like, I am a good person, I am a, no, it's just this word. It's just to get your brain clicking on this certain pattern for 20 minutes and kind of just like giving it a a release. (laughs) And just that simple exercise and, you know, and you practice it in the class you kind of know what it's supposed to feel like and all that. And it's so simple and you can't really fuck it up. Um, uh, so that's that's the basic idea behind it. And it's, okay. and you know, there are spiritual aspects to it and all that, but it's not, that's not what it's about. It's just like this almost medical, you know, exercise that you can do with your body twice a day, like working out or something. Um, that's awesome. But anyway, so I just wanted to yeah, pass that on. It. No, thank you. Slightly uh, different type of recommendation than you usually get, but it's yeah, just something yeah, yeah. like, if you're... Oh, you know, the and the fee for the the class or whatever is sliding based on your income and stuff and and oh, they that's can, good. and they offer scholarships and they blah 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 all that stuff. So it's just something that I was like I'm glad I gifted this to myself and it's making a difference and I, I'm, hey, I and that's keep... what matters,
2: man. That yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah. For sure. So
3: there you go, something to look into if you're
2: I'm like glad it's working this. for you.
3: Yeah, oh. and, uh, so do you have experience with this where it didn't work for you or something uh, like that?
1: Every time that I every time that I have tried it uh, similar to the weighted blanket for some reason like my brain will get stuck on a single dark thought yeah and then yeah. i just cannot let it go and i i spiral into the to some very very dark places so i've i've been avoiding yeah it's not your first Pers- personally i've been avoiding it <laughs> that's, <yeah. laughs> but, and that's and that's
0: the way a lot of people for a lot of people I understand that have mental sure. health issues um one shoe's not going to fit everybody a hundred percent
3: in fact i was pleasantly surprised for lack of a better word that you know i'd heard about this for years i've been curious about it kind of like i know oh howard stern used it and yeah da, 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 and jerry seinfeld's done it for decades and david lynch created a nonprofit foundation to promote it and blah blah blah, blah. um so i've kind of been curious for years but just weirdly it just so happened that my wife found her way to it first
1: mm-hmm. and
3: i and and i've kind of joked about this earlier it's like She would almost be one of the last people I would expect to (laughs) kind of go like, yeah, this works for me. And it just did. And it encouraged me to go like, well, I'm going to do it too if it works for Andy. But, yeah, one size does not fit all for sure. Yep. For sure. Yeah,
0: Like, for instance, I tried cocaine once. Thought it was – heard so many great things about it. And I haven't slept since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My teeth, my teeth. Uh, But uh, (laughs) it is (laughs) – it is super late for us here. Uh, I, I'm
3: looking at the clock. This has been three yeah. hours, <laughs> yeah. and I it's came been into fun. this. I, I literally was driving here to do this with you guys from my my last uh, my uh, last doctor's appointment, thinking to myself, "Oh, how am I going to have two hours worth of stuff to talk about?" I don't know. Huh. It, so. Oh, yeah,
2: it's like it's, it's went by like it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I do have one more uh, recommendation before we go. Okay. Uh, as, as, Scientology. No, wait. No, huh. it's. it's uh, this little uh, new Star Wars show coming out. Oh, what's it called? I don't know. <laughs>
3: oh, design, Designing Empires?
2: Designing Empires, that's right. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like the Book of Boba Fett. I, I, just, I just blanked on the name, but I said the yeah. joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And on that note, we're so happy you're back, Scott. Thank um, you. Thank you, right.
2: right. yeah. your
3: health is better. Thank yeah. you, man.
1: Well, thank you again, Michael, for coming out and joining us. Uh, it has been a pleasure. Um, I'm really happy with the short. I cannot wait to see uh, see how well uh, Gaslight does. Um, but thank you, Internet, for joining us on this wonderful episode. We will see you all in the next one. Good night, everybody. Go to bed. Go to bed. Crap, where'd he go? Stop.
3: Oh, there's a whole story to her role that I'm going to mess up if I like she was the nightmare hold on guys I'm going to get this right I don't want to so there was alright so there was the original Nightmare on Elm Street right and then yeah. what was next there was Nightmare on Elm Street and then Two. oh darn it I don't have it here Where, how do I find out like the Nightmare on Elm Streets <laughs> 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 was it New Night?
1: Was it New Nightmare? Um,
3: there, okay. To, okay. There was the one where. <sighs> there was the one where. Uh, hold on. Just give me a minute, guys. I can totally. I can, yeah, yeah, it's okay. We can cut this to make it. Yeah, seem like you seem like I'm a yeah. genius. I just What's her want, name? I don't know. Tuesday night. April Tuesday night. That's actually her name. It's not a stage name. Oh, t- Tuesday night. A, Tuesday's her first name. Last name is Night. K N I G H T. Was it Dream Warriors? Yeah, I found it. King and Knight. Okay, so, so hold on, I'm getting this right. All right, so, um, in I think it was Dream Warriors, right? Nightmare Mm and Dream Warriors. There's a character played by Patricia Arquette, Um, Mm -hmm. and she's like this key character. She has some sort of supernatural powers to channel him or summon him or something like that. Uh. And then she was going to be recurring in the next one, right? She's going to come back for whatever was the next one, which I think was, oh boy. Um, oh God, I can't think of the, the next one. So, so it looks
0: like here Tuesday night played uh, in Dream Master.
3: Yeah, Dream Master, is that the next one? Cause, yeah, cause that's four. okay, so that's four, great.